Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dark Insight. This is episode 68, and it is Friday, uh, the 7th of July, 2017. I am your host for this episode, Josh Crow, and I am joined today by my good friend over in New Zealand, Mr. Vader Van Odin. How are you doing, sir? I'm not so bad. Good man, good man. And we've got a special guest today. Cliff was supposed to join us today, or he said he was going to join us today, but then his Nintendo Switch turned up, so he bailed on us. So... <laughs> He's got but, to go sell yeah. it before. <laughs> He's got to go and sell it before buying another PSVR, before selling that, and then buying another TV, and then selling that to buy another PSVR. <sighs> Cliff, I just can't keep up with you, man. Anyway, in his place, we asked a very good friend of the show to come on. It is second time on the show, and the first time that he and I have ever actually spoken to each other. So this is a pleasure for both of us. Uh, we have um, Matt from Monster Dear Monster. How are you doing, sir? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, it's emotional. We get to talk for the first time. I know. So we're, we're talking in the virtual green room about this, and it is always a bit weird talking to somebody you've never spoken to properly, but you have spoken to in text form. It's always a bit of a sort of a weird transition from one to the other, but this is what it's all about. It's all about meeting new people and getting to speak to them and getting to know them. So Exactly. All part of the big family. Yep, exactly. I find it worse, or not worse, but like stranger when it's been someone you've listened to on a podcast for like a couple of years and so Mm -hmm. you think you've talked and then you realize you haven't (laughs) like halfway through recording (laughs) with them like oh you've never actually met (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah that's what it's it's been like for me with you guys the same you know when i was first on it was i felt like i knew you guys it was it it was good yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's really weird and then you get situations like i said to to matt when we're talking off air is when the first time that we had Jala on there on the show and I had never spoken to her at all so that was genuinely like yeah we've never spoken to each other before so you know we'll just (laughs) we'll see how this goes and luckily made a fantastic friend so you know it's it's good to be able to actually do this sort of thing and get to meet new people as well so that's that's always good and you know I quite like that was that the time that Jeremy invited her on and then just disappeared so it was me and you left with her was that it yes i believe so yeah and <laughs> would prefer jalo over jeremy any day so he did us a favor <laughs> very um, true very true yeah we yeah, still like you jeremy that. but jalo's cooler <laughs> yeah and let's be honest you know you've got plenty of other shows that you can record anyway you're a busy man we appreciate this you're a busy man all right you know you're, you're a jet setter now you know you've you've progressed you've progressed you've gone up in the world but one day he's going to be like it's going to be like Neo in the Matrix he's going to absorb and he's going to become a podcast I expect <laughs> so yeah I was thinking more he's becoming a great one he's, he's going to turn into a little um, squid thing on the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so if he turned into Neo he just starts seeing the world in ones and zeros doesn't he <laughs> oh no like in that bit in the in the first Matrix and Cypher says when he's, he's he doesn't see like numbers it's just like blonde brunette redheads he's going to see like the names of all the podcasts he does just scrolling down <laughs> no he'll just see it as pings won't he he'll just like yeah. what's your ping <laughs> he'll just see it <laughs> ah yes I said that's a good ping that is <laughs> 
Anyway, we should move on to the, the weather. Um, I'll hand this over to you, Matt, because I feel like you and I are going to be pretty similar on this one because we're not too far apart in, no, in the it's, UK. It's so. well I, here, it's sweltering. It's mm-hmm. I'm I think it's a, a solid twenty three, twenty four degrees. It's yeah for us, like like I was saying on Monster Monster with Dave the other week. It, it I think with us Brits, you can take us out with heaters. There's just mm-hmm. I I can't I can't handle this sort of weather. And I mean when it was like almost well, it was mid thirties last the other week when it was a couple of weeks ago. It was just mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know we, yeah. we you don't need nuclear weapons to take out our country. Just, just no, bring no. a load of heaters and <laughs> yeah. just melt and you'll take us you'll take us over. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 nice. I went me and me and the wife went for a walk before the, the recording and you know it's nice, but it's that it's it's a shame. It's that sort of weather where it's not really sunny, it's quite dull, mm. dry, but it's really muggy at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's just yeah, just sweating in here. Yeah. The man cave it's just the man cave is just full of sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been exactly the nice same. Nice image. <laughs> yeah, it's, you've only just recently painted it, so I hope the paint doesn't come off. Well, no, that's what I'm looking at, actually. So if, if I pause at any point, I'm just busy looking at the walls. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Fair enough. We've got to make sure it's still there. Um, um, yeah, but it's just been sweltering here as well. It's just crazy. I always find that this time of year, it always seems to be incredibly hot on the time on the weeks where i have to get up really early for work so consequently i need to go to bed really early but because of that i cannot sleep because yeah. it's too hot um so yeah it's definitely been that this week but i mean just this country's just so crap for climate it's like What's you that? really could take us out with just like a 30 second zap and a microwave <laughs> and that's that's it that's all that you'd need to really just do this We're just like microwaveable in. rice aren't we pretty yeah, much so yeah put it in Being <laughs> pretty much done <laughs> you might as well just scoop up this entire country and then just put it in a bag of Uncle Ben's microwavable rice for what it's worth really it's it's crazy how like how bad we are at coping with it well it's because um, we don't get it very often so it, when it comes around for a week it just it just takes us out completely doesn't it we just we've got no air con mm-hmm. well a bit of air con but we haven't got proper air con like the countries that have hot weather and, and we just don't know how to handle it and then everyone turns into lobsters because everyone goes out and takes a, you know takes the sun up for five mm-hmm. minutes and because they're our British pasty skin yeah. <laughs> isn't used to it we burn within five minutes and yeah because we're and, all like uh, vampires over here yeah yeah <laughs> so we do, we just we do not know how to handle it at all um but i mean did we spend so long complaining about the fact that it's constantly raining and then when we do get a bit of sunshine it's too hot and we all stay inside and complain <laughs> if we haven't got anything to complain, complain about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well i mean we're, we are a nation of complainers and we it's a tradition that we like to keep very very close to our hearts yeah. i found so yeah but Vader, what's it been like for you? I imagine you've probably, I don't know, got like it's just, Arctic tundras over there. Yes, it's just been winter. It's actually uh, looking sunny today. Um, so that's good. But yeah, still cold. It's got a crisp, chilly air, but nothing too bad. Um, we had a good old frost the other day. That's kind of the worst <sighs> it's ever going to get, really. See, so years ago in this country, it would have been so alien to me to actually sort of have a frost at this time of year. But mm. the way that this country is now, I half expect there to be a frost at this <laughs> time of year, just because of how cold it gets in this country. You kind of expect it, and then when when you get up and you realise that there actually isn't a frost, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not, am I in the same country as I was <laughs> yesterday? Because this is really weird. But yeah, so it's just it's it's just this country in a nutshell, really. It's, it's terrible 
terrible and we cannot deal with it so nope. we just we just like to complain because you know that's, that's what we're going to do for. something with your time exactly yeah, play, yeah. play video play video games that's what we do that's why we, exactly. we stay inside <laughs> where there's yeah. no hot or cold weather we just yeah. just come in you know yeah, you play, play you play video games and you sit in a big container that can contain you when you melt into a liquid. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, we should get on to the news. Um, it's been relatively quiet this week, although there are a few news items on here. Um, first one of which I added on simply because I only happened to see it about two, uh, three hours ago, uh, is that the Castlevania Netflix series is now up and ready to actually be watched I didn't realise it was this close I mean when they announced yeah, it neither. I didn't realise yeah. yeah I thought it was going to be like towards the end of the year I didn't expect it to be now um, it's up yeah it's, it's really really weird but it's, it's out there um, from what I've heard it's actually alright uh, and it's been confirmed for second season already so the it must have done really well to actually get commissioned for a second season because you think it's been out well not even a day and to actually see that kind of thing where you think there's a lot of TV series that come out and they struggle to just like make it past the pilot sometimes yeah so to, to have this already be commissioned for a second season is certainly promising and it's a I checked it before we started recording it's four episodes about 23 minutes each so you could probably do it you know in like you could binge watch it in a day so I might try and actually do that at some point this weekend but um, are either you guys up for this I know I certainly am yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, well, again, shameless plug here. We're we're going to be doing it shortly on Monster Monster, it's in sort of yeah in due course. So mm. we're going to be definitely watching it on our end. But yeah, it looks really good actually because there's actually quite a few big names in it as well. You have got uh, mm. Richard Armitage, you know, the one who mm. the guy who's uh, Thor and Oak and Shield in yes. the Hobbit. Um, in the Hobbit yeah. yeah, you got uh, Graham McTavish. He's mm-hmm. He's been in lots of things. He's been out in the Outlander. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Outlander, the TV yep. series, but he's a, he's in I that. Um, <clears throat> uh, he was in Rambo and such like. So yeah, you know, he got a mm. few big names in there. So yeah, it looks pretty sweet actually. Yeah. And on on that note, um, Assassin's Creed cartoon is coming from this, the makers of this cart- uh, cartoon. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So I hadn't actually yeah, heard that. So they're being yeah asked to do an Assassin's Creed. Nice. Which is interesting. Is it be based on the originals, or is it one of the later games um, that they said, or is it? Let's see. Assassin's Creed cartoon series coming from makers of Castlevania, Castlevania anime. Kind of funny that I call it anime because it's it's not Japanese made, is it? And I know no, it, I th- uh, no, anime I means anim- is short for animation, but anime is Japanese cartoons. Mm, no, it's mm. American. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think America. it's just because it, it falls under the visual aesthetic of of anime, so you could sort of, I don't know, tuck yeah, it under that umbrella. Cartoon, I wouldn't call it anime, but well, ask Chris. I like yeah. it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, an Assassin's Creed cartoon. It doesn't really sound that appealing to me, but. Well, I don't know really because I find the lore of Castlevania to be a hell of a lot more interesting than the lore of Assassin's Creed Where if, I mean Assassin's Creed games to me are more about the settings and the detail that they put into explaining important pieces of architecture in the cities that happen to be in whatever game it is so that's why I'm, I am actually tempted to pick up the, the new Assassin's Creed when it comes out more for the fact that it's based in Egypt so and I've, I've been a huge lover of Egypt since I was a kid so to actually have this kind of I don't know 
like all the stuff with the pyramids and stuff and how it it would explain kind of bits and pieces about how they were made even though we all know that anyway but just i always like to kind of see real life history bleed into a game even with stuff like um as crazy as wolfenstein although yeah it's an alternative reality but because it's based on a particular sort of history i kind of i appreciate that so i like it when history sort of bleeds into games yeah well it keeps it fresh doesn't it like with wolfenstein it, like you said we know we know what the sort of the normal history is don't we whereas it's so when they do an alternative it's a bit of a fresher idea isn't it because otherwise mm. it can get a bit boring if it's just the literal history yes this is always what happened you know so like you know same with like with any of the world war ones where you know they mm. just repeat history it's like yeah you know we've seen that before whereas like i said when they tweak it a bit it makes it mm. interesting i think mm. the the assassin creed games are uh, the strength of them is is really down to if the era or the setting clicks with you so like i i'm sort of i like half of them and don't like the other half i like like syndicate i liked because i think because it was london you know it sort of appealed to me mm. um mm. i like black flag because pirates are cool in everything yes and, they are, uh, <laughs> yes, they are. and yeah. uh you know whereas some of the other ones like number three didn't you know the, that one didn't really catch me and and some of the earlier ones you know whereas like you egypt looks fantastic so mm. that'd be a really good setting and the, the combat looks pretty good in it as well so it's like they've uh, stepped their game up a bit hopefully mm. uh, just to confirm i read through the article and the person who's the creator behind it has said that he's excited he never could have imagined that one day ubisoft ubisoft would ask me to take the world of Assassin's Creed and create an original story set in it and set it in an anime series. So yeah, it's an original story. Cool. Which is interesting. Does it like, say who it's written by? Or uh, Well, I don't know. I guess I assume oh. this guy will be working with uh, yeah. Ubisoft. Ubisoft, I don't know how to say it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It could be either, <laughs> depending on where you are. Um, yeah, but I mean, so the, the Assassin's Creed games are just they're so boring. This <laughs> is the word that I always come to. I mean, uh, I, I've got Unity on, on the Xbox One, which I haven't actually really fired up yet, so I couldn't really speak to that one. But after 2, um, I played a bit of Brotherhood and a bit of Revelations, found them to be boring. Uh, played a tiny bit of three, found that extraordinarily boring. Black Flag, I really clicked with, but again, because it's pirates and all the pirate ship stuff is really good. All the assassins bit is, oh, I don't care, just get me back in that ship, it's fun. Um, <laughs> says the guy well, who actually didn't upgrade his ship once until such a point where he painted himself you. in a corner because he couldn't actually win any of the, the uh, like the sea battles, so. But that's because you know, I'm an idiot. Because um, you like a challenge. That's what you got to say. Well, there's a challenge, and then there's yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of done myself a mischief here. So you know, there's, there's definitely a difference. But um, yeah, so some of the Assassin's Creed games are alright. Uh, but you know, in terms of like getting a cartoon out of it, I don't know. It just it'd have to be one that's this word of mouth. Whereas the Castlevania one, I was on board from the start. So yeah, that's fair um, enough. It's the Assassin's Creed one is going to be sort of in deficit to begin with, but yeah, there you go. Well, at least, well, you'd hope that there's not just a map, like half the cartoons and showing a map scrolling around with icons. Like, <laughs> it'd be true to the game, but I don't think they'll do that. 
<laughs> you can only watch it if you sit there in between two people and try to blend in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, it'll be just you watching him in that, what's that little area when, you know, the loading screens where it's just all a blur. You know, we don't really see anything. It'll be just that for, for a half an hour. Mm. I can't remember what they call it. I think it's sort of like, yeah, it's just loading screen, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, that's just crazy. <laughs> Some of the stuff they put in those games just beggars belief. You think, what? It's just no. filler. It's, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's I just t- terrible. I enjoyed the, the start of Assassin's Creed 3 and then got to the bit where I had to start making like an estate or whatever and I was like I'm done and just turned it off I'm like I'm not going to go collect wood like I'm an assassin I want to go kill dudes <laughs> I don't want to go like farm and and make some kind of estate like it was stupid um, mm. yeah because yeah, the funny thing about that is that you'd make one of those and then um, was it you had to was it, yeah defend it from other people who were trying to take it over but it was actually a lot easier if you just let them take it over and then take it back from them instead of actually just trying <laughs> just trying to defend it from the from the start it uh, apparently so i've heard it was a lot easier to just let them actually take over the the estate and then just take it back from them which is kind of it's kind of like okay yeah, that's a lesson for life isn't it <laughs> yeah just let the let the bullies win let the bullies and win from... and then and then come punch him in the face with their own game I suppose but yeah yeah <laughs> oh man anyway um, next on the list is uh, the news for the uh, new Shadow of War was all this I haven't heard a single word about this so somebody um, please yeah. fill me in <laughs> so yeah I just spotted it uh, the other day it's um, basically they've released an update for Shadow Mordor which means you can basically export your highest ranked orc rival and ally and then it'll you can import it into shadow of war you know when it comes out later this year so it's so it just means you you know obviously if you've grown attached to (laughs) your biggest nemesis out of the nemesis system in the game Mm. you can they can follow you into the sequel which is quite cool really i mean it's you know it's not a massive deal but i think that it's pretty sweet because I think Shadow Mordor did really well with the Nemesis system. I think it's a system that should mm. be in other games, really. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame it's not crept into others. So I think it's quite mm. cool that you can sort of continue that on. They're sort of thinking slightly ahead. So mm. um, and I think what they've done as well is they've tied it in because at the moment, you I think on, at least on the Xbox One, it's it's free to play at the moment, the Shadow of Mordor. And it's mm. really cheap as well. Because I, uh, I, I re-bought it, actually, because I, I used to own it physically and then got rid of it. And it's, I think like about four pounds for the game of the year edition at the moment it's mm. really really cheap it's really worth it mm. so um yeah, yeah it's, if you it's want. a good game yeah so um yeah so mm. yeah if you like if you got really attached to your your favorite orc coming up to you and going oh not you again ranger or whatever <laughs> well you know west country accent they give them then um, <laughs> then you can carry on I might have to get on that because the first one was really good. I couldn't tell you a single thing about the story because I did not pay no, attention to the story. That was meaningless. But, yeah. yeah, it's all about um, the Nemesis system. Yeah, the Nemesis system was just, just such an ingenious yet simple idea, and it was really interesting as well to see that the Nemesis is, Nemesis system didn't actually make it into the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of the game. No, it so, didn't. No, yeah. no. So that, that's quite an interesting thing where you think for such a. a, a I don't know, like a simple system in terms of premise. The amount of like disk space it must take up to actually implement it um, effectively was just too much for yeah. previous gen to actually handle. So 
that was that was one of those things where it kind of made me feel pretty gleeful to play it on uh, like current gen stuff because like ah this kind of like feels like a current gen only sort of thing um but yeah that that game was really really awesome and to actually sort of take over your your best sort of um enemies and actual sort of allies that'd be really cool because it, it kind of means like you've got this really expansive war that's happening that expands the the law and the actual nemesis system itself whilst maintaining battles that you've had in the previous game and I think that's quite a cool addition yeah. to be fair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's why they've tried to do it, haven't they? It's sort of it's similar to I suppose not not directly but where you can import your character from like the Mass Effect games, can you? Mm-hmm. You can sort of take your shepherd and and mm. pop him in. It's sort of yeah, I think at least it just I think and also I think let's be honest it's probably given people reason to keep buying it for the same format they had it on because I imagine it only works obviously if you keep if you buy Shadow of War on the same platform really so yeah so yeah. I, I i've definitely got to buy it for the xbox one now <laughs> i've got no choice <laughs> your hands are tied on that one yep yeah. sorry about that they... <laughs> i'm flying that flag don't worry <laughs> so go xbox, xbox. <laughs> yeah Bade, how do you feel about this considering this is set in your hometown anyway <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know because it's it's a set character so i don't know what the big deal is but um, did you play the first one? Yeah, I did. I did enjoy yeah. it. Um, it, was, it was good. Uh, I just checked, and it's one hundred and five dollars to buy it again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's on wow. PSN. I think it's really cheap on Steam, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, I still got it. I bought it digitally, uh, so I'm, I can get back into it if I wanted to. Don't think I will. I had fun with it. The next one looks good, but I didn't like, as I've said before, the comedian orc that the trailer in E3 followed. Like, I just thought he was too jokey. And I quite liked like, it, to be honest. I, well, I that's fair enough. It. I just just didn't think it was very orcish to be sitting there cracking jokes like he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it means that you've got in like the he was too Lord smart. of the Rings films. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but I also liked in the actual Lord of the Rings films the, the sort of the camaraderie between Legolas and Gimli, how they were having a bit of a competition as to how many enemies they could take down. So, and they were kind of cracking wise in that as as well. So that's fine because having... that's that's an elf and a, or- and a dwarf, not an orc. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I, I totally understand. It's an entirely different kettle of fish. You know, I'm not like trying to sort of compare the two things, but because of that kind of humor i sort of i'm more adjusted to this kind of humor so and i'm all about like orcs cracking wise especially if they're my enemies because like if they come up with a wise crack and think right you're getting it all right you're getting it <laughs> right in the heart yeah. and then if i see you again guess what you're getting it again <laughs> so and i kind of i like that you know you get an enemy that you make that cracks wise and you're thinking right me and you mate we're just we are not going to get on here so. especially when they run away the amount of yeah. times when you, you you almost kill them and they run away and they're going see you later ranger and you're like Bull. yeah <laughs> like you can imagine like, you're shaking a fist in the first one in the first one that that kind of comedy i liked and it was it was funny um but it wasn't like it was trying to be funny and i i just mm. had a hard time within the trailer for the new one when it was trying to be funny uh mm. it, yeah it kind of yeah, just to confirm, it is six dollars thirty nine on Steam Game of Year Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So PSN New Zealand, get up, get up with the times, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
Mm. Well, I mean, it's a, it's generally always on sale on PSN uh, for like real dirt cheap. So because I, I picked it up in, in a sale before. So Stardew Valley is only ten dollars on Steam. I've just seen it. I'll be waiting for the Switch version, but it's going to cost like three thousand when it comes up down on Switch. <laughs> yeah. So I'm tempted just to buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a wise idea, mate. <laughs> yeah, I want it portable though. Mm. Yeah, it's the trouble. Isn't it? Are we done on that one? Are you yep. Got anything I think else so, to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Next up on the list, um, there's been a new character announced for Overwatch. I genuinely Don't thought care. they'd actually announced all the characters now, but. <laughs> This is what happens when you don't stay in contact with Overwatch. I mean, so this is very much like Nikki sort of thing. I'm pretty sure Nikki's been all over this, but because um, I know she loves Overwatch, and I'm sure Brian's probably all over it as well. Because I know he also loves Overwatch. <laughs> I still haven't played it. You know, I'm one of those people. I just still haven't played it. It doesn't look like my cup of tea. Um, so yeah, this... it's a, it's an it's an old one. Because I I mean I'm I've I've got it, but I've played it very sparingly it's sort of I thought it'd be one of those games that would be my thing and I can't get it I'm, it's one of those games that I really want to get like as in understand it like what mm-hmm. like why people love it so much and that's not in a derogatory way either because you know we all can like what we want but mm. like, it's just one of those games I'm like I what what is it what, what, mm. what's what's the appeal you know mm. I think it's just getting into the characters that's why I think a lot of people are you know, I like I said this new character I you know, it doesn't mean that much to me, but I think that he looks cool. He's got a cool name. I mean, Doomfist. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's you know, that's a cool that, name, and that's about as good yeah. as it gets, really. And it, you know? it was he's voiced by. Uh, it, oh no, I just read. No, he's, he's not, not. He's not, not voiced, voiced by. Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that was a rumor that came around. He's. Yeah. A, I mean, the the law beyond. I think I'm more interested in the law behind him than I am the actual from a gaming point of view because I think he's because he's a bad guy in it, and I think. Uh, I think he's from Nigeria, which is which is quite cool as well. Because obviously, there's not in a lot of these games, there's not that many African-based characters either as mm. well. So I think that's quite cool that they're you know they're sort of being more diverse with that sort of thing. Mm. And you know, I watched the trailer. He you know he looks pretty badass. And mm. yeah, you know, I imagine the Overwatch crew are getting pretty hyped right now. I would imagine so. <laughs> Coming from a non-player, yeah, yeah. they're loving that Doomfist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Overwatch is another one, but I look at it and I could see why people would want to get into it. But for me personally, it's kind of like Destiny. It's like where I wouldn't enjoy it unless I was playing it with a group of friends. So that's fair play. I don't, you know, um, especially because the way that our community is, because it's spread over so many different time zones. Trying to actually schedule regular things like that is, it's very difficult to actually keep it up and regular. So that kind of purchase isn't really I don't know it's, it's the kind of thing that I, w- I really want to get into but I would like to just kind of have like a first person shoot or something that a load of us would be actually sort of properly dedicated into playing on a regular basis yeah. um, so maybe Destiny 2 or I mean I always wanted to try and get into Rainbow Six Siege um, but that's so, a good uh, game yeah good. but like you said you need like, so I, I haven't played it I, for well, for about a year or so, probably. But I used to play it a lot, but that was because I was playing with real, real life friends, and mm. that makes such a difference. I mean, we were rubbish. We were awful. Mm. Like the like one of the guys in our team, like had just picked up a controller for the first time in his life. You know, it was that <laughs> sort of level. But it was just fun. 
Like yeah. he's one of those games where you're like, it doesn't matter. And then yeah. then you have those sort of clutch moments where like I remember that same lad who's like I said his first ever console and you know he he was literally the one person left against the other team and he managed to take out the last couple of people by you know by sheer fluke and it's just those sort of moments that are fantastic so yeah it's but again it's one of those sort of games you properly need to dedicate yourself to because there is some damn good players like you know people that mm. would be real life sort of yeah. you know SAS people that you know yeah. they're just pros at it yeah yeah so I mean having those kind of people to actually um, play with as in like you know, friends that you can play with that would definitely be the sole reason why I'd play that and like you said it doesn't matter if you suck because it's just, you're just having fun so yeah. even if you suck like, oh we suck oh well we had you know sort of a three four hour session and it was a good laugh so um, and I know that uh, Brian's probably going to listen to this and scream at me later saying you buy Overwatch <laughs> and we'll play it online so, but I know he plays it mainly on PC so and you know, just this laptop isn't really built for. It's not like a PC gaming thing. I've got like a couple of old games on it, but um, yeah, it's not really built for that sort of thing. So Overwatch is one that I just have to sort of bow out from and just sort of let people have their fun. And you say, if this is for you, crack on, have fun with it. But it's personally, it's not for me. And Vader, I know you don't really give a solitary shit. So. <laughs> oh yeah, so. I'm glad people like it and it's their thing good on them but yeah I'm just yeah over overwatch <laughs> hey hey would you say you're overwatch yes I'm yeah, overwatched <laughs> overwatched I'm definitely overwatched <laughs> <laughs> well that's, that's that one so moving on uh, we've got um, new information for Horizon Zero Dawn there's a new patch coming out patch 1.3 adds new game plus ooh uh, face paint options, ultra hard difficulty, and more. Mm. So I'm assuming this would be kind of to um, tie in with the DLC that's coming out. Was when does it mention anything in this article about when the DLC? No, I don't think out? they've announced it yet. It's still yeah, it's still TBC at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably to sort of coincide with that. Um, obviously, because they did a similar thing with uh, The Witcher Three, where they added a New Game Plus, and then they did the DLC down the line. So yeah, but I mean, since um, as of today, you can download patch 1.3, which includes additional fixes to progression issues, which some of you may have encountered. Well, I haven't because I barely played the bloody thing. Um, <laughs> uh, however, it also includes the highly anticipated New Game Plus option. With New Game Plus, you'll be able to relive the adventures of Aloy without losing your character progression and your collected infantry. Uh, you won't be able to progress beyond the level cap of 50, but you can still cut XP during your adventure. We've also added updated versions of existing weapons and outfits with an extra modification slot at your disposal. These will not mm. come cheap and will set you back some extra shards. So, oh. yeah, it's just it's stuff like that, you know, stuff that is to be expected, but I'm definitely very glad to actually see come out. You can definitely see them they're, they're turning it into a franchise, aren't they? They mm. you can see they're really putting yeah, a lot of love into yeah, yeah, you know, because the fact that, like I said, they're still improving the what is actually a really good game. I mean, I've only probably played about seven or eight hours of it, but you, mm. even now I can see what a fantastic game it is, and it, it looks gorgeous as well. And mm. I think that, like I said, they're because they're giving these good updates. You know, they're trying to make it, you know, get a bit more long, you know, more long distance, aren't they? Then add add some DLC, and then it won't be long before you, need, you see the next one. I don't think so. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
and it's a, it's always good to see Sony pushing stuff like this as well, especially because Sony like to push specific games that are um, like a showcase of the the power that their machine at the time can do. So this seems to be the one that they're pushing now. But you know, in the past we had stuff like Heavy Rain for the PS3, we, you know, with all the facial capture stuff. Um, and then even go back to like the PS2 era, you had MGS2 that was, you know, they were really pushing it forward. And the marketing campaign for MGS2 was just phenomenal. It was everywhere. So they always like to sort of try and take, I don't know, a game that really shows off what their machine can do and just sort of put it everywhere and like really properly support it so it's it's good to see this level of sort of dedication to it because i mean like i said earlier i haven't played that much of it but what i have played i certainly did enjoy and i'm looking forward to getting back to it which will hopefully be next week actually um yeah i'm looking forward to getting back to it so this would be greatly appreciated when i actually get back into it because it'd be ready and waiting for when i i click with it again so um yeah, Vader, have you got any thoughts on this one? I just want to know who's eagerly anticipating it, the update. <laughs> I just find it funny when they just, when these PR releases happen and they use descriptive words like that. It's like, the eagerly awaited new game plus. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just, I just find it funny. <laughs> well, I suppose it's, it's better than them saying... Oh no, the mediocre at best update. (laughs) I would much appreciate that because it sets our expectations way lower and so we can Mm. be surprised. If only they'd done that with No Man's Sky. The marginally passable. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It just seems like they're copying Zelda now because Zelda just released their update. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, well, you know, it's yeah. just, it's obviously this is like, well, I don't want to go so far as to say that this is like the Zelda of the PlayStation because it's an entirely different thing. So, you know, but it is like PlayStation's equivalent um, yeah. of that. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, going back to your point, Vader, I would take like the eagerly anticipated over the typical uh, Ubisoft iconic scientist <laughs> thing. Yeah. I would definitely take this over that because that is atrocious and should stop immediately. But this is... I, I get what you're saying how you know you wonder who's eagerly anticipating it. But I think that there's probably more people who are out there who would admit to being eager for this than would say that Aiden Pierce's cap is iconic, really, because it really wasn't. It was just a black cap with an embroidered... Well, you mean you're not wearing yours right now? No, I'm currently wearing no. my Jägermeister one. So. Oh, right, okay. That's iconic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is iconic. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, so we've got uh, what's this? Oh god, it's this one. Man with highest gamer score loses title after going on honeymoon. Matt, I'm gonna pass this one over to you, man. Yeah, this is this was best headline of the week, which shows what a great news week it's been. Um, yeah, man with the highest gamer score loses title after going on honeymoon, uh, and his uh, reaction was I've been too busy having all the sex. That's quite greedy. He's having all the sex as well. Oh, not not just is... a bit of sex, he's having all of it. Which is, oh, that yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, that he's, is so... he's um, he, uh, ironically he's called Stallion83 um, <laughs> and um, he's, uh, he's gained it. a score of 1,585,894 was overtaken uh 
uh, well, up to 1,592,280. I mean, if you think about it, it's, a, what, a 1,000 gamer score per game? If you were, like, platinum it, or the, the Xbox equivalent is about a 1,000. So that's, that's like, over 1,500 games mm. and doing the equivalent of platinum it. That is crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, he's, so he's, he's been the... He's, it says here, he's been the top scorer on for over a decade... And then he got recently got married, went on a honeymoon, and he got overtaken. You know, so I suppose he obviously took sex over gamer score. <laughs> and um, and he says actually here down the bottom, it's quite interesting. Back in tw- in twenty thirteen, because when he got his one million gamer score, Microsoft gave him a lifetime membership to Xbox Gold in the form of a physical card with his name engraved on it. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's how he got his wife. Potentially, <laughs> that was how he impressed her. Possibly. Right. How did, how is he, he seen my to award? meet his wife? Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Unless she's playing it with him, and how they've, got, they've got the eat ass. that low meet his wife. I want to know. <laughs> I'd like to talk to this guy and see, ask him just how many hours it took to get that. Because I mean, even at the peak of my three sixty days, I think my game score was about thirty eight thousand. Yeah, and that's, you that's know, that is mine. yeah that was like the absolute most that I've ever had, and then I lost that account, and I had to start it again with the Xbox One anyway. So that would be thirty-eight thousand equated to many many hours. But yeah. I mean, this is just like this is to get this many. If I was to do this now, this would basically take me the rest of my life. It, it's, it's funny you say that because recent well if, earlier this year, my Xbox One S had to be taken away for repair because the the video went a bit funny on it so they they took it away repaired it sent it back and it was they sent it back damaged so i complained they sent it back again and it was fine and and then i was on the phone to microsoft and the the woman said to me right at the end after she sort of gave me a few months of xbox gold as a sort of compensation she said oh by the way congratulations on your really high gamer score which is probably like yours about 38 it's in the 30s mm. anyway and yeah. i was like you know part of me is that my ego was was like oh thank you very much <laughs> i didn't you know I I didn't realise I was that good. And then, can you imagine what she would have been like if, he, if my game of school was like that? She would have passed out, probably. Yeah. She was that impressed oh. with my 38,000. I don't know. Is that, was, was it a compliment? Or was she just thinking, <laughs> congratulations on your score, nerd. No, yeah, loser. <laughs> 38,000. Yes, it's kind of like a, a backhanded compliment. Congratulations <laughs> on your score. Now, for Christ's sake, go outside and get some fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I immediately did was ra- run to my wife and said, "You've married a gaming god. Do you realise <laughs> what my game score is? <laughs> You've made it in life. If you marry me, I'll me. be in the shed polishing my badge of honour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done some digging into this gamer score, and Stallion eighty three. He hasn't got his lead back. He has got more gamer scores since the article was published. He's got a, over a million followers." Almost 1.1 1. 1 wow. million followers and 266 friends. The guy who t- replaced him, Smirnov, S-M-R-N-O-V, has no followers and no friends and is currently playing Chess Ultra. Chess Ultra? Something seems fishy with that. How could... Yeah. If, he's, if he was number two for so long, how has he got no friends or followers? 
because he's, he's he's not he's he hasn't had time to meet friends or get followers. He's just been hammering his gamer score, hasn't he? Uh, he's just been there. He's been too so busy bringing bringing in the gamer score bacon to think about I, friends. I yeah. think he's, 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 he's probably British. That's why he's indoors, like we said earlier. He's outside from the wind and the rain <laughs> yeah, and, the sun and, just... the, and the sleet and the thunderstorms. He's inside, just getting his gamer score up. Yeah, I mean, he just took one look at the window and thought, "Nope, not today." I mean, don't get me wrong; I don't blame him. I'd be doing exactly the same thing if I didn't have to go to work. But yeah. Yeah. sort of burst your bubble. He's from Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe well, maybe they have weather like that over there. I don't know. But it's, it, it reminds me of the people that when I used to work at Game years ago, and you'd, you'd see those gamers that would literally visit Game for once a month to buy whatever game they wanted, and they were sort of the ones where you know I just wanted to say to them like. Wait a minute! You, you, do you actually blink? You know, where they're just they're pale and they they, they clearly not washed for a month, and they just they just come out, get their game, and then they disappear in their cave. You know, these people with their man caves. <laughs> Careful, you're you're, you're attacking like... our you listener base. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. Yeah, yeah, they nerds. know we're only joking. Yeah, we're all nerds. It's what we're yeah, all here for. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, right then. Last on the list is um, the, there's been information about the uh, online service for Nintendo Switch. Vader, I shall chuck this one over to you, considering you're the the Switch owner out of the three of us. Uh, Mate, yeah. you don't have, you don't have a Switch, do you? you... No, no, I, no. I, I, I'm still rocking the the Wii U. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. I didn't think you my, my or my uh, my that's my Breath of the Wild machine. Mm. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> well, in that case, Vader, it's over to you for this one. Um, so yeah, the online play for Nintendo Switch. Um, well, yeah, it's, I guess it's similar to PlayStation Plus. Should we be able to play games online? Um, so it launches. Well, it's been free already to play online, but that they've got an app to go along with it, which launches launches the twenty first of July, um, and that will be used to connect with friends. Uh, I think voice chat. So it's an app for your phone. Uh, it looks like you'll be able to send, like, you can send invites to play with people and it will actually send notifications to their other social media platforms. So it's kind of easier to, like, say, hey, friend, let's play. And it'll send, it, like, a tweet to them or uh, something. So you're more likely to be able to get in touch with them. Which I think is kind of cool if that, if that does work. There's, like, a push notification mm. system. I uh, like the way you said the word if there. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo, if it yeah. works, <laughs> In, if it works, and you, even if it does, the response Man. you get from that is is. Sorry, go go. I was going to say, then even if you you did do that, the response you'd get is, "Leave me alone! I'm trying to improve my gamer score." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, because people, your friends on Nintendo don't care about gamer score because we don't have that ju- junk on on our system uh, I'm pretty sure it would work um, haters <laughs> I never said um, I was a hater no I don't mind yeah so it's gonna be a launching it's free the online play function is free until 2018 and yeah so we'll be a, um, there'll be a paid service of $19.99 USD or $3.99 a month 
so you're you're better off to pay the 20 bucks a year which is much cheaper than xbox live and playstation plus Mm-hmm. Uh, you also yeah. get classic games for free so subscribers will get to download a compilation of classic titles with added online play such as Super Mario Brothers 3 Balloon Fight and Dr. Mario have they confirmed if the you get to keep them permanently because I know they were on like a, they said they were going to be on a rental basis didn't they it was a rotational so thing yeah um, is that, is that I actually... believe they've, they've gone back on that yes so I think it's oh. more I think um, it, it has evolved from when they first announced it. Um, yeah, I think it's good. It's looking cool. Uh, the ch- chatting over the phone may be a little painful, but to be honest, I'm not. When am I going to chat to people on the Switch? Really? I was going to say you're doing it now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just chatting about We're not the, the voices Switch. in your head. <laughs> That's it. So as this relo- launches, me and Cliff are going to do a podcast chatting over the Nintendo voice chat <laughs> through our phones. <laughs> Nintendo special. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't, I'm happy with it. It seems good. Um, you guys were complaining. You guys, yeah, you ruined all the chat. You guys were chatting about it. It was way funnier before we even started the recording. <laughs> but what well, well, you want us to slag it off again do you? <laughs> you guys are complaining about how it's free which I found immensely amusing because it's free <laughs> for six no, months but it's, yeah but it's yeah. Free, free for a while though isn't it that's not I, think, I mean that's nice but then you've it, got to pay for it it's sort of have you forgotten what happened with PlayStation PlayStation online play was free and yeah, we, all like, our Sony boys would complain about like aha you Xbox guys paying for it and then they'd go well ours is better than yours and then we'd go but we're not paying for it and then PlayStation 4 came out and now we're paying for it yeah but like, that's that's a generational gap so you can yeah. uh, kind of expect of a generational gap whereas this is a specific thing that was brought in for the Switch splitting hairs start, man splitting hairs start, so, <laughs> it may be splitting hairs but hairs are made to be split my friends yeah. it's just this <laughs> <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's just it's it's all well and good to sort of say, oh, you know, why are you complaining about it being free? It's like it's free for a period of time, and then it's you actually have to pay for it if you want to use it. And it's just I don't know. It's like I would rather either just not pay for it and not use it, or pay for it and use it. You know? It's, yeah, I agree. I think it's it's that where it's if it was like a month free, it wouldn't be so bad because where you, people are used to that. But it's the fact yeah. it's quite a long time free, Man. and you, yeah. mentally you'll get used to that and not having to pay for that. But but I suppose, like you said, the redeeming factor is it's only twenty dollars, or probably with exchange rates, it'll be about fifty quid over here in the UK. No, Nintendo know how yeah. to do exchange rates. It's actually oh, they do, be, oh, do they? okay. Yeah, unlike PlayStation and Xbox, um, yeah. so it's actually not badly priced. Uh, I think it's no. like twenty-eight dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it's going to—it's only going to be sixty dollars for you instead of sixty-five. <laughs> no, I think it's only like thirty, um, which is roughly the exchange rate. So, yeah, okay, actually, they actually Nintendo are doing a good job with that. Mm. Unlike the PSN Shadows of Mordor that we just talked about $105 compared to $6 oh, wow. on Steam <laughs> yeah that's true that, that, is, a bit odd. that is a bit odd but the, yeah. the big question about this as you are the only Switch owner present is A are you actually going to buy this service and B do yeah. you reckon you'll use it on a regular basis like to justify it uh, yeah well the, the free games the classic games will be fun to have 
Um, yeah, and to true. be honest, I was okay with them being available only for a month because it meant that it wouldn't clog my system up or I ha- wouldn't have all these games that I wouldn't be playing. Because if it was a month, I'd be more likely to chuck it on, give it a go, have fun with it, and then it'd be gone in a month, so I don't care anymore. So mm. I actually didn't mind that month thing. I understand why people had a bit of a cry about it. But, yeah, either way, uh, I'm going to play some games I may not have played when I was younger, so... Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. And if they're just constantly popping on there, it means I don't have to think too hard. <laughs> and just get to play when they turn up. Yeah. Mm. Thing is, yeah. I think to be fair, for most people, you do you do get when you've got consoles that, well, at least with the, the major two, you get used to having it. You know, whereas I think I just I accept I pay for Xbox Live and PS Plus every year, just get used to it now. Like you know, every month, like right, what are the free games? You know, I think I don't, I can't imagine not having those. So I imagine if I had a Switch, I can't imagine not having the online either. So yeah, I think it's a good deal. You know, for the money. You know, all jokes aside, I think it's, it's pretty decent. It is a good deal, and I, I get what you're getting at being it free, but I like the doing that because it's not going to. It's a new service they're providing. It's not going to be perfect on release, so I think it's great they're not being cheeky and charging right from the get go. I mm-hmm. like that they're going, "Hey, look, we're 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 testing this. This is basically in beta. We'll give it to you for free to to work out the kinks, and then we'll charge when it's actually up and running. We'll take the hit now, so mm-hmm. you can benefit as a as a player." Um, and so, all in all, honestly, I think it's it's good that they're doing this rather than charging from from the the onset. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, I mean, if if you're gonna you reckon you're gonna use it, then you crack on because uh, I've already got enough subscriptions to pay for videos anyway. So, <laughs> I, I've I've stopped my Xbox One. Just yeah. I've um I've cancelled my WWE network one because I just never used it so yeah so it's just it's money just being wasted every month. <laughs> um, anyway, we should move on to what we've been playing. So, judging by the list here, uh, looks like Vader's got the most stuff here. So we'll start with you, um, and then we'll we'll go from there. So I'll leave you to just pick whatever you like. Start with the first one, Ocean Horn. Uh, this game it started off as an iPad game, and I was I have been eyeing it up for years, uh, but I don't really play game on my iPad, so never took the plunge. Because uh, yeah, spending I've got no problem spending twenty bucks on a on a console game. I have problems spending twenty dollars on an iPad game because it could be very hit and miss. Uh, so I yeah I held off um, I guess six months ago so ago it came out on PlayStation and I've heard uh, I think uh, Coffee Jesus from Twin Humanities uh, mm-hmm. talking sugar about it uh, mm-hmm. and meant to get around to downloading it on console but never did and it popped onto the Nintendo Store Switch Store um, probably about three weeks ago and so, as soon as I saw it I just went purchase and just was done with it and I've been, I haven't played too much. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun little game. It's a very Zelda-like, and they actually say it. I'm pretty sure on the App Store, like if you search Zelda, it would come up in the search. Uh, and it's and it, in the description, it basically says it's a Zelda-like game. Like they, yeah, it put, looks. It. I'm just looking at the screenshots. It's wow, it's really Zelda-heavy, isn't it? Yeah, over the hearts and the yeah. Yep. Oh, fair yep. Um, it plays a lot like the the old 2D Zeldas, but with a 3D element to it. Uh, so it's a fixed camera uh, so 
you always kind of set, but it's a 3D, the the map is and the world's 3D, unlike like Link to the Past, which was clearly, mm-hmm. um, a, a, yeah, 2D. But yeah, it's it's cute. It plays well. What's interesting about it is it is it is a Zelda like dungeon quest kind of world uh, gameplay. Because it comes from the iPad, it doesn't. The combat's not spectacular. It, 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 I imagine it'd be quite painful to play on the iPad, to be honest. But with the proper mm-hmm. buttons, it works reasonably well. But you can definitely feel its its heritage. But the interesting point about that is it has like flavors of other like app games. You know, like most app games always have like you log in and there's like your daily quests or daily achievements you need to do that just will cycle through like mm-hmm. and then when you get them you'll get a new achievement um it's like a very app type gameplay mechanic and this is not really your typical app store game but it has that gameplay in it so you'll go to a new region because uh, it's all island based i should have said that you actually it's kind of like wind waker you have a boat and you sail between islands and so the islands are quite aren't huge the they're quite small and you explore and go through dungeons and talk to people um so when you go to a new island it'll pop up and say these are your achievements and it might be kill an enemy with a pot is what i did this morning um and then yeah and so you get rewarded with experience points for doing those kind of micro goals or achievements it's it's kind of weird like it's and there's those are just built in as like a layer in the actual main game but there is still like quests that real like real like you talk to people and they will ask you to do something like your normal RPG quests within the game. But there's this yeah other layer of app styled gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. It was an app game originally, but it, it's it's weird playing a I guess a more of an in depth RPG action RPG and having those mechanics built in. Uh, it, it's got a nice art style. It's yeah simple. Um, it's easy to pick up and put down, so it works really well on the Switch. Yeah, don't know what else to say, but it's good. It's for for what it costs. Um, for a for a three or four year old game, it maybe should have cost me a little less, but it was new on the console, so twenty. I think it was like twenty five dollars was all right. Um, yeah, not it's good. bad. Not bad at all. What else have you got for us this week? Do you want me to keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll get a couple of yours out and then we'll, we'll go to Matt and we'll go to me. Um, I guess a quick one. Ancient, I think it's Amulet, Amulator? It's like Amulet with O-R at the end. It's a stupid name. <laughs> yeah, that um, is a bit of a stupid name. Ancient Amulator. It's a VR game. Uh, wave defense uh, ranged combat game. I, I've only played the demo. I saw it with um, Alison. Alison, with her, her VR, uh, tweeted mm-hmm. about it. And so I was like, oh, it's a demo. I'll go try it out. Mm. Uh, I, my, my setup might not have been quite right for the game because it felt a little odd and it was real hard to... I didn't feel as one-for-one as other archery games have played on other VR systems. Right. which I'm a, dis- a bit disappointed about because I like my archery um, so I would like a good one on the PlayStation VR it was okay I'm not going to buy it um, you can play as a wizard <laughs> or as an archer 
and my, I've got a buddy staying with us. He's down. He's from up north, and he's down here working on a movie. And so he's staying with us for a few weeks. And I chucked him in the first time. He was in VR, and I chucked him in this game. <laughs> and here yeah, he went as the wizard, and you can, which is worked kind of well because with your left uh, move controller, it holds like a, a sorcery book, and with the right one, you kind of grab the the spells from the book and flick them. And that seemed pretty cool. But then I played as the archer uh and it yeah it was kind of it didn't feel like one for one i wasn't really aiming where i was shooting and yeah it's basically yeah as i say wave defense you can warp around the the level and shoot skeletons which are trying to attack these crystals and yeah it's kind of weird as the archer you can look down you can look down and there is you have boobs which is was a little odd um (laughs) just not that it's fine to have boobs uh, <laughs> but it's more that the fact that it was like yeah they're a little over the top um yeah and in the trailer they actually make a point of looking down and showing you the boobs which is i found a bit dicky mm, <laughs> oh yeah i've just found the screenshot of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of um, wow that's what i'm getting at it's a bit silly um at least you can see your body i guess because it's weird if you can't in vr but yeah, so was, I've yeah. Ne- never even heard of this game before. <sighs> Not surprised. No. But, <laughs> yeah, that's oh. yeah, that that's two for me. Go. Okay, over to you, Matt. Um, whichever one you fancy, my friend. Whichever one you fancy <laughs> tackling first. Well, well, when I was writing up the, the show notes, I was thinking, God, have I, been, have I been stuck in a time warp for a few years? When I was like, <laughs> I was like you know, when I was writing the games I was playing, I was like, God, I feel like I haven't played anything for years. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think my sort of games I've been playing at the moment, because I'm still doing our house up and been, you know, putting a lot of effort into the man cave at the moment. I'm sort of playing a lot of pick up and play games rather than sort of story based games at the moment. So um, mm. I've been playing a fair bit of Diablo three recently. So I, mm. I, I originally had it on the PC when it first came out and sort of completed it and sort of never really touched it again. And then it's I realised it's sort of getting a lot more. Uh, hype about it since they've uh, recently released the Necromancer DLC. Only from out. Jeremy. Mm. Only from Jeremy. He's the only <laughs> one. Sorry, <talking> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only person. But no, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's just been nice to sort of, you know, when been working all day and then coming coming back home, do a bit of decorating and then you're just like, right, I've got, you know, an hour or so and, I, you know, we just, just to boot up Diablo 3 and just smash through things for, mm. you know, just kill things for a while. So yeah, I, I um, I completed the campaign, the full campaign on the console, and you know, got a few uh, spoke to a few you know random people on Reddit who have sort of become friends with, and mm. and bought the Necromancer DLC, and then we're going to start uh, the new season, which I think is on the twentieth. You know, because they, they do it in for people that don't play it. They you can they do seasons in the game, so you create a new character from scratch, and I think the idea is to be on a leaderboard at the end of it. But mm. you know, it's just where you can just start from scratch, just hammer through it with other people, and then at the end, you keep that keep that character becomes a non-seasonal character that you can play just you know off you know out of the season and then a new season will start again in a few months time but i've got it mainly back into it just to play the necromancer because i really enjoyed it in in diablo 2 mm. but like i said it's just it's it's not a new game <laughs> i was gonna say it's a few years old now but it's it's just been good really just sort of play a bit of mindless fun it's still to be fair it still looks good for you know for but now it's been out quite a few years it's and it plays well on the console for people that 
have played it on the PC and got a bit of a carpal tunnel from <laughs> clicking their mouse too much. It's actually really good playing it on a on a on a pad. It's, mm. it, it suits it really well. So mm. yeah, that's uh, I've spent quite a few hours on that. It's been good. Mm. And don't worry about trying to get in front of the leaderboard. Only Stellion eighty three three will be at the lead top. There's no point. Well, exactly. Him and Jeremy, yeah. yeah. Him and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Having it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jeremy is Stellion eighty three. Maybe. Maybe, <gasps> maybe Revelation. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why I heard that he dropped out of the episode last week. Maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. got wind, doesn't he? He's got news of this, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Ah, things are clicking into place now. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually got a double coming in doing all the podcasts. That's not that's that's his twin, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's off doing his gamer school in the meantime. Well, yeah, he, just, he just games while he talks. Yeah. Ah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, if if I could do that, then I certainly would. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been tempted to pick up Diablo three simply because I've never not properly played any of these games. I, I had a quick go on two when I was about. Yeah. Oh, uh, I want to say about seventeen. Um, so I I don't think I actually owned it. I just played it around a friend's house. Um, and what I played, I did like, but at the time because it was on PC and I've only in my life I've only sort of ever so slightly dipped my toe into PC gaming so um, because it wasn't on console I thought it was either like get it on PC or just buy I don't know like the the PS1 version of Diablo or whatever I don't know and I thought that's just that's too old and too old and slow (laughs) far too slow Um, yeah but so this one I've been to pick up um, partially it's kind of like a, a co-op thing I think it'd be good fun to, to go through because it really they, these games really make me think of um, yeah Baldur's Gate uh, Dark yeah, Alliance definitely. games and I've got a lot of love for those games so I absolutely adore them to pieces so I'm always on the lookout for games that fit that kind of style with that kind of camera angle and very sort of simple attacks because you know I play so many games now where a lot of the attack patterns are quite sort of complicated and and yeah. drawn out but to have like something that's basically just simple attacks mapped to the face buttons is is definitely something that I'm on the lookout for so yeah it's, it is it's a good, it's a good simple game it, it gets complicated in end because that's where I'm, I am now is once you smash through the the campaign which is you know quite sizable and then once you've done that and you get to end game it gets quite com- when I say it gets complicated because you're effectively sort of min maxing then and you're sort of leveling up then you get you have to start learning the terminology like riffs and greater riffs and nephilim riffs and mm. and, and torments and, and it just yeah but luckily like i said i got chatting to someone um who you know who teamed up with me and he just explained everything to me in sort of five minutes <laughs> it was great he's like yeah this is what you need to do that's what you need great okay crack on <laughs> so it's just crazy I mean, so the only sort of riffs I know of guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, this yeah. is riffs, riffs with a T. So this is like what you have exactly when you, yeah, fall, this... when, you fall, when you fall out with your missus. <laughs> There's a rift between you. Yeah, yeah. So the, that's a, a rift that I try to avoid if possible. But um, yeah, then normally if it's just if it's guitar riffs, then I'm all about that. But so the, <laughs> these these kind of riffs, uh, yeah, they they bring a lot of trouble. But um, yeah, so the, but, but it's that sorry. sort of game that talking about you can just it's good you can listen to podcasts and music with it. It's one of those mm. games that you can just switch off the sound really. You don't mm. really need it. 
I do love games like that. I love that yeah. I can have games like that where I just put it on. It's, that's where a lot of the open world games that when I finished like the main story content, then it's just it's not really any proper side quests. It's just you know just fluff to clean up. Yeah. Um, apart from Assassin's Creed, because it's just boring. But you know <laughs> stuff like uh, Mad Max. Sometimes I put on Mad Max just to sort of go and do some of the collectible side quest stuff for when I've got stuff to catch up on so I always like having games like that so yeah. this might this might well um, join that that rank at some point but yeah so cool um, yeah well I shall um, quickly run through two of mine just because I haven't got too much to say about them um, played a little bit of uh, Trackmania Turbo um, it is one of those games I've, I've heard a lot a lot of good stuff about this game I played the demo back when it first came out. Enjoyed what I played, um, but sort of thought, you know, I'll get to this eventually. Um, and then, yeah, so I actually properly picked it up and gave it a quick, a quick blitz, and it's it's really good. Although, as I said on Twitter the other day, it definitely falls into that category along with Wipeout, where I love playing it. I absolutely love like just the feel of it and how it feels to control and how fast it feels. I'm utterly shite at it. <laughs> um, so, which is fine, you know. There's there's nothing wrong with just being crap at a game, but still enjoying it. But it is very much one of those where to actually sort of, I don't know, really improve my times and everything. You just, I'd need to sit there and like properly work out all the tracks because some of them really do know how to catch you off guard. There's one, I might be the one I'm on at the moment. Maybe they haven't quite finished. There was one where I thought I had the track nailed, but then there was an actual, there was a big, a huge block of concrete in the middle of the, the track that I completely missed for some reason. Um, and so when I thought I had the measure of it and the end was in sight, and I thought, oh, I'm in line for a good time here, went smack straight into the concrete. And I thought, oh, bugger, that's gone, it's gone bugger that one up. So since then, I haven't actually been able to um, get like a decent time on it. But yeah, it's, it's really fast. Um, it's very bright and vibrant, colourful. Uh, just the, the actual aesthetic of it makes it's just very. I don't know. This is something that's quite pleasing to look at. It's like you're having fun, but you kind of enjoy what you see, which is a funny thing to say because obviously, if you didn't enjoy what you saw, you wouldn't be playing the game. But <laughs> you know, it's just got that kind of that aesthetic. That it's nothing special or anything, but. I don't know it just it feeds into the enjoyment of the game it's like where it doesn't matter if you're rubbish it just it is very much a oh just one more go sort of thing um and i do miss games like that it's like all the the old tony hawk stuff it was always just oh one more go just like yeah, nail this definitely. this trick line or whatever um and i do miss games where it's just you sit there and you think one more go and then you think no i am determined to do this i'm determined to get the <laughs> best time possible and then before you know it you've lost two hours and you still haven't got your time and you're thinking oh bugger so you just you carry on anyway because you think well i spent two hours doing this so i might as well carry on <laughs> um yeah and i one thing i absolutely love although it's a small touch is how you start some of the races when you just you get dropped from a helicopter and then it's just it's a straight vertical drop straight onto a ramp. It's just that's so pleasing, so pleasing to me. Um, you just land on the ramp and then it just sets you off straight away. But that's just so much fun. Um, yeah, that, that's about all I've got to say on that because I haven't really put too much time into it. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed what I played and um, definitely going to get back to that at some point. The other thing I've been playing, which will probably spark a bit of a conversation, <laughs> to be fair, um, <laughs> is I have 
gone, I've relapsed and gone back to playing MGS5 again. The reason for this being, I was going to plug this in at the show, but I'll do it now. If you haven't already listened to it, um, uh, friend uh, Stephen Veyu, who does the Existential Breakdown podcast, he invited me onto his show to um, do basically just a, a big breakdown of Metal Gear Solid franchise. So we went through all the numbered games, discussed like what we felt were the most important points, and it was uh, it was more to do with kind of like the story, but also our personal connections to the games in question and the series as a whole. Um, and it was incredibly fun and kind of emotional for me to record actually, because if you don't know me by now. You, if you've only just started following me on Twitter, so you'll realise that I'm a huge, huge Metal Gear Solid fan. It is just, it is my ultimate, it's my gaming paradise, I think. And I know that it's got tons of flaws, and I know that it's it's not perfect by any means, but it's perfect to me because it has been there for me in times of personal crisis. So to be given the opportunity to actually go on there and do that show which admittedly is four and a half hours long. So, you know, if if you do decide to actually go for it, it's, yeah, it is quite a long listen. But I do please implore you to seek out Existential Breakdown. <coughs> give that a listen. Um, give it a subscribe and everything because it's just, it's such a fun show to record and I'm incredibly proud of it and I know that Steve is incredibly proud of it and he should be because he put an awful lot of work into the editing to stitch everything together with all the the correct music and everything so thank you Stephen for having me on that and just please check that out um but it has prompted me to get back into playing MGS5 just because that game just feels so fun to play <laughs> it's when that when you're out in the field the controls just feel tight and precise and just the way that the, the camera works the camera is so responsive and the frame rate is absolutely lovely and it just it just feels so good to play. I haven't really done that much in it because the it had been such a, a great period of time since I'd last played it that I forgot how much stuff there is in that game. So I spent about an hour and a half just playing catch up with all the stuff I'd missed in like the menus to do all the mother base stuff. So I've been sort of messing around with all that, and I've been. Um, basically just going through a couple of missions to try and just tick off the objectives because you get a trophy for um here we go this is my game score confession point <laughs> you get a trophy for um doing all the mission objectives but you also get one for completing all the missions with an s rank so i am sort of gradually ever so slightly chipping away at that one it's going to take me a couple of years mind but i am chipping away at that one bit by bit um so i've just been going back to just yeah tick off a few objectives that i think I haven't got that much time in my hands because the, the uh, shift I've been working this week. So it's just I could probably knock out these two objectives in an hour. Um, so we'll go and do that. But just man, as soon as like the um, as soon as I jumped out the chopper and I was just in control uh, of the game itself properly, it just oh, it just feels so good and it felt like I was home. It just felt so natural to play, even though I am a little rusty at it because I haven't played it for so long. It didn't matter because it just felt right just felt yeah, perfect it is so good now Ved I appreciate you got one or two points you want to pick up <laughs> regarding uh, my, my show so please I'm all ears I'm all ears I don't know I just kind of had to bring up I, again firstly it was a great listen I enjoyed it um, thank you uh, yeah you guys did a great job and I agree with 
all these games are fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid's uh, always been one I've enjoyed researching and just trying to piece together the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of Five because I love mm-hmm. how it slots in the puzzle so nicely. And mm-hmm. as you guys talked about, answers a few of the things and explains why Big Boss kept coming back to life. <laughs> it's because he didn't. It was a different one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Spoilers, sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, we should we should be clear. It came out about two years ago, so we should be clear. Yeah. Get with the times, people. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I agree with your most of you guys' points. It's just that I just thought it was a bit of a chuckle. Um, I think it was what Stephen commented about how uh, uh, Big Boss, like Metal Gear mm-hmm. Solid Three, Big Boss, mm-hmm. uh, Ground Zero's Big Boss, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. sits back. He referred to him as a bit of a. I think he even said douchebag, kind of how he lets the. Um, uh, Venom Snake kind of take mm-hmm. the blame for things and mm-hmm. then ends up sending uh, Solid Snake after, in to kill him and mm-hmm. I don't I kind of yeah I, I, it sounded like he was painting Big Boss in a negative light and this is no criticism to Steven like, oh, this is mm-hmm. just like my take on how he said it and how it came mm-hmm. out and my thoughts on Big Boss um, I don't think the intention was ever to make a Venom Snake. It was the situation that he he was put into the game. And you guys talked about this, the the, the research lab uh, mission where you have to execute your, your own soldiers. Hmm. That was the catalyst to create the Venom Snake. The, the I guess the bad, the villain, Big Boss. Hmm. Um, that was never the intention of original Big Boss. It was because he was being hunted and he could not do and work on the goals that he was trying to do in the limelight, I guess. And so he's creating a diversion so he could actually... So I, I like the twist that it created him. Actually, he never was the villain. Mm-hmm. The world made him the villain. Mm. And yeah, so I still think he is the hero from Metal Gear Solid 3. And yeah. Mm. No, 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 does that, that make sense? Be, yeah, no, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Um, uh, so, it, it, Skullface is the true villain of of to me of the whole most of the series now, um, or at least from that point onwards, he's the he's the catalyst to, that created the the bad big boss, uh, and it got out of hand um, mm. because of the work they did. Mm. Yeah, would I mean I went back and reminded myself of the because you know the cassette tapes you get. I went back and listen, re-listened to the um, with the the truth tapes that you get. I think you don't get them until after you've done the yes. hidden mission. Um, so I went back and listened to them and the uh, the recording of the audio between uh, Skullface and Zero, where he. I, mean, I won't go into it just just in case you know because this is like hidden stuff in the game so you know this i don't want to go too deeply into spoilers even though we are two years clear but even so um just the situation that skullface and zero are in um skullface is kind of uh downplayed in the game in general he's not really although they give him a slight personality he's not really as big a villain as we originally or at least i originally thought he was going to be it's kind of like um in arkham knight when all the marketing focused on the scarecrow stuff but when you actually came to play arkham knight it wasn't really too much about scarecrow it was to do with other stuff 
Um, so I think it was one of those situations where he was incredibly downplayed because there was so much story to actually try and, I don't know, make sure that the ends go into each other. So like I said in the episode, that I I don't think there, there was the need to tie up too many loose ends because there wasn't that no. many loose ends to tie up. I think it's just trying to make sure that things that have already been set in stone kind of blend together in a way that is cohesive. Um, so, And I also feel that um, the whole... Obviously, you've got Big Boss, but then you've got Venom Snake, and Big Boss will just sort of goes off to do what he believes he needs to do and leaves Venom Snake in charge under the pretense that he is Big Boss. I also feel like that is a... I don't know, kind of like a, a personal thing of Kojima with franchise is kind of Venom Snake is the series that he is leaving with us while he leaves to go and do what he feels is right because of everything that happened between him and Konami so I think that is kind of like a, a play on that slightly where I know how much you love this series this is the man in control of the series now or like you know sort of metaphorically speaking um, yeah this is the guy who's in control of it now I'm going to go and sort of do what I need to do but trust me you will see me again in the future sort of thing so I th I feel like it's kind of like but then I feel like there's an awful lot of stuff in that game that is a personal message to him that's just not expressly told to the player um, it's just kind of subtle little hints of stuff that you kind of think that because it's well documented the situation that was happening at the time between them there was a kind of sense of this was his last hurrah and he was just trying to I don't know, leave a small imprint of himself in it like he does with all his games yes, but this one, yeah, but this one had more of a kind of farewell tone to it, like a farewell to the fans who would then obviously go and follow him like I am um, to Death Stranding and whatever he does in the future but will he's basically just sort of leaves that franchise behind and the fans with it if you see what I mean so yeah but so I definitely get where you're coming from but so I think that there's a lot of personal connection there again that might just be me reading too much into it I said that on the episode as well yeah. that it's, a lot of it's I probably agree. just me reading too much into it but yeah but yeah I guess the point was I just I don't see I, I actually liked how five sort of redeemed a hero from uh hero snake from three big boss because mm. in three he's the hero and he's the good guy and then he becomes the bad guy i liked that this redeemed him and he didn't actually go and do the things that we thought and believed he did and four kind of, as you guys talked about kind of mm. explains a little bit how it got out of hand and they didn't it's they were just trying to do right by the world and just mm. they failed but I think this just I, yeah I think it I think it did great um, in explaining the situation and yeah I liked it. Mm. Um, it's good. Yeah, cracking. Oh, and well, the other thing, ocelot with liquid snake. Yeah, isn't it? You guys talked about it. I think um, uh, Stephen joked about it being nanobots. Um, didn't he mm. brainwash himself to be, to believe that he was Liquid Snake and he wasn't actually possessed by the arm? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. It's been a while since I played it, but I think obviously because the arm gets grafted onto him, and yeah. in in two you start to get the uh, the transference of personality to him. So I think 
Um, it's but to do with the kind of like the the genes and the the genes uh, trying to dictate what the rest of the body wants to do in order to create this specific path um, in history. So I think, See, I although it was, it, although I it's it was, go on, sorry, I thought it was that he he actually brainwashed himself, like because Ocelot does that a few times to mm. to yeah. Uh, create a uh, persona and so he can go undercover and do what he needs to do hmm. yeah then, so there is that there's also um, just the fact that I think in 4 he's just completely lost control and the fact that he's been he's had liquids um, grafted onto him um, it's just kind of liquids genes of as ridiculous as this is but it's Metal Gear um, the genes that were carried in liquids arm have now been kind of eaten away at all of Ocelot so it's no longer Ocelot it is just liquid now it is completely taken over all of his cells and he has just become basically the reincarnated version of liquid just under I don't know different sort of guys it's really it's odd trying trying to explain stuff in metal gear is just some of it is interpretation some of it is yes. fact and you, you, sometimes it's difficult to know which one's which so it's always tough but i mean so i could definitely see your point but to, it's just it's the way that different people read it in in most cases yeah yeah fair enough yeah um but yeah all in all good chat and enjoyed it um and now i kind of want to play metal gear solid 5 again that's made me a bit nostalgic and it's really good man it. it's really good yeah, yeah it's and really good for any new listeners to the dark insight we did a way back mm-hmm. soon after release of metal gear solid 5 we did a spoiler cast about metal gear solid 5 and we had the good petty stardust on as guest yeah this is before i'd even guested this yeah this is no. way back yeah, a long time ago. I was just looking. Oh. This is great podcasting. I'm just looking now to see what episode it was. Well, while you do that, um, the first time I ever, I think the first time I ever chatted with you, Josh, was we were supposed to record, but we got cancelled. And so me and you played Metal Gear Solid online together. We did indeed. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the one and only time we've ever played a game on online together. Yep. And it was a good time, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Well, um, I suppose well, we better um, get back on to you, Vader, because you've got more stuff to talk about. So I've just done lots of talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, quickly, two quick ones. Uh, more Zelda. I've been playing more of uh, the DLC. I got myself a, a very nice-looking uh, Nintendo Switch T-shirt, and so now my Link's running around with a Tingle hat and a Zelda T-shirt. Uh, not a Zelda t-shirt, a Switch t-shirt. Bright red <laughs> with the logo on the front. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's still fun just to muck around in that world. Um, yeah, it's good times. Uh, and the other one I tried, followed up from Brian's chat last week. We talked about the card game Eternal. Um, Eternal, the card game. Yeah, I downloaded that and played it as I said I would. And yeah, it, it plays quite nicely. Uh, very easy to pick up. Uh, simple to learn. So yeah, I'd recommend it. It's free. So you can't go too wrong. There you go. And as we discussed in the Nintendo chat, free stuff is good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and 
I have been bitten by the near bug. Ah, you did Good it. Lad. So did I finally tracked down a, a, a copy of it, uh, which was a bit of a mission in itself. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, so I got it and I played it. And I think it's fantastic that as you start the game, it says, this game does not save automatically. Play the game to learn how. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Um, and I think it's great that these little computer terminals are, are camouflaged as vending machines, which is very Japanese. Because if you don't know, vending machines are everywhere in Japan. Like everywhere. So I think it's kind of cool that they've done that. Um, and when you load the game up, it's great how uh, 2B steps out of the vending machine. It's really cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it plays pretty well. Uh, there's a little bit too much running backwards and forward. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Because it's, it's, it's a bit fantastic and then a bit mediocre, isn't it? You have these great moments and then you have a bit of run-of-the-mill moments, don't you? Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I completely agree. But I kind of like that it actually feels like a game. <laughs> like it's very game. Hmm. whereas a lot of games these days are trying not to be like a game they're trying to be True. like super realistic hmm. it feels like a game like the way the leveling works and the way everything works it's kind of mean it doesn't really told me what to do like I had to kind of just work out how to do plugins so the UI is a little like the menus are a little hard to navigate just yeah, straight out of the bad. block um, but I've worked out how to do the plugins uh, and upgrade them. And I'm running around with a big sword as my heavy and then a katana. <laughs> I don't think I ever can not use a katana, though. Like, I, I have to use the the, the, the samurai sword. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be able to take that off. Um, so hopefully I get a better one at some point. <laughs> you do. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, and it made me want to get a replica of 2B and 9S's katanas because mm. they're pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun. Uh, I just really like. I guess the gaminess that I'm talking about before. It's it's not it, it's not shy, and we know this from the demo, and everyone else has talked about it. So this is nothing new. That how it will change gameplay, just like on the fly. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really. I like really that. Mm. I, I really like it it's yeah, it's a it's bit really jarring good. at times um mm. i just fought a boss um she, it's like an opera singer lady with that like boss is crazy <laughs> androids hanging off it it kind of reminds me of um oh what's it called in salt and sanctuary tree of men a little bit mm. yeah yeah I don't, uh, don't think I've done that boss yet. I mean, I've only put about uh, two, three hours into it. Oh, uh, it's so. the first real boss, isn't it? Uh, Have you been to the amusement park? Ooh, God, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, you, you must be about there though, because it's not that far in. Yeah, but probably. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been trying to kind of just rush things because i know i'll be playing the game a second a third a fourth or maybe a fifth yeah. time i i've been trying not to just get caught down and running around too much i've been trying to just go okay quest 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 
Uh, yeah, there's still time because I I've I've not I'm I've done a one playthrough and I'm started on my second one, but one of my my bosses sort of told me that he's worked his way through pretty much all of it, and and you do play catch up with a lot of it. You know, I don't worry if you miss something because you'll probably get to do it in another playthrough, and you you will unlock how to basically level select because at the moment you can't do that but later like in next playthrough you can choose which levels you do and stuff so yeah don't get bogged down but i've heard again he's told me i won't say he's not told me directly but where you are where that opera boss is there's an interesting thing that happens there in a later playthrough you know like it completely changes you know it is literally even the next playthrough you'll go you know playthrough two is completely different playthrough three is even more different it's yeah it's like yeah. it's, he, he described it. It's almost like like you're playing one big game, even though you are doing multiple playthroughs. Because it changes so much, you just feel like you're just progressing through levels. Mm. So yeah, you should enjoy. Yeah, it. And that's what I'm looking forward to because uh, I I generally don't go back and play games. Sick and playthrough, uh, find it hard to. Uh, so this I was a bit apprehensive about, but hearing that it's so different, I think it will be okay. And that's part of the reason why I'm, I think I'm changing how I play games uh, for this one is because I don't want to get grinded out. I just want to just get through it. And th- one thing, a good thing about this game <laughs> is that enemies will be higher level. It doesn't mean they kill you instantly like other games, Destiny. <laughs> yeah. it, with a bit of skill and <laughs> gameplay... It's you can actually still beat enemies twice your level. Like I've I was beat. Yeah. First thing I did I when I first got into that first area after kind of the intro demo, um, the city kind of ruined city. I kind of went. I did explore a little bit then just to kind of get a feel for things. And I came. I was level like three, and I came across level uh, twelve enemies, and I I could beat them. It's just I had to not get hit. Whereas, yeah, so I, I like that. I like that, that there is a, a there is a skill level to the the gameplay, as yeah, well definitely. as a, mm-hmm. a leveling system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, there, I just did a real funny mission though in the desert. Uh, I had to go rescue a little uh, a robot, and yeah. she was it was a scared little girl Sister robot. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she starts asking questions like. Um, yeah, like where does wind come from in like 9s because he's a nice fellow tries and answers and being all scientific he's like oh, actually that's how wind's made i don't know where it comes from though <laughs> he's like yeah to be what do you think don't know don't no. care don't care <laughs> yeah let's just get her back <laughs> um i thought that was awesome uh and then then the next question was like where do children come from <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. That, like that's a hard enough question for a parent to answer. Yeah, like let mm. alone an got... android to answer a robot. But yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. And it's just the awkwardness was hilarious. Um, uh, one thing I have noticed, I don't know, if, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Nine S, I find I found I have found him a little contradictory and i wonder if that will be tidied up in the follow pay playthroughs mm. is that mm-hmm. when we first come across robots and they start talking he's like don't trust them and he's kind of like you can't trust what they're saying just ignore them and just like real like hates robots no time for them and and whatnot but then he's very kind to 
at times as well to robots like very quickly yeah, like it's a very sudden mm-hmm. shift and i'm wondering mm-hmm. if i'll learn more about that situation mm-hmm. um but i found that a little jarring his flick mm-hmm. between personalities uh, but all in all good game um mm-hmm. and i've probably talked way too much about it because i think everyone else on this podcast has talked about this game <laughs> so sorry about the near talk for the seventh time <laughs> well the, i haven't really because i haven't played it too much but i know um jeremy's played it so yeah right. so it's cliff as well isn't he yeah. yeah i think i've i haven't been on those episodes um yeah but it's it's a good it's a good game um mm. interesting way of telling a story i think i'm expecting stuff and so everything is kind of like red flags for me Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've heard rumblings from people, I, I'm expecting a lot. So everything is, yeah, everything is like, oh, that's what it means. Like, I th- <laughs> so I think I'm reading in it too much, <laughs> but we'll see. Mm. But that's me. <laughs> nice, lovely job, there. All right, then. Well, I'll uh, throw it back over to you, Matt. So, I mean, you've got, uh, you've got two uh, fighting games here. I don't know if you want to cover those two. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, continuing my time warp. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been playing a fair bit or getting back into Killer Instinct, and I've been playing a bit of Injustice 2. I mean, the reason I've been playing these games is I'm in the middle of planning on doing a YouTube channel based around fighting games. It's, it's something that I... Mm. I'm quite passionate about it. it's not you know even though I I'm, I like a range of games I fighting games were the, the games that I got into when I was younger um, like for me when one of my first consoles was SNES and I got it with the original Street Fighter 2 because I used to play it in the arcades with my, my uncle and he you know for my birthday whatever age I was at that time he, he bought it for me and it's just it's just sort of a, one of those sort of loves that I've never really taken to the next level it's one of those where I'll play fighting games as and when they come out over the years. Uh, always really like them, but mm. never get very good at them. So I'm in the sort of planning stage, like I said at the moment, of starting a YouTube channel in, in the near future, sort of based on me sort of going from being rubbish to <laughs> sort of seeing my journey as I uh, try and get better. You know, I'm I'm going to go all out. In, I'm try- well, The reason I'm playing different games at the moment, I'm trying to see which ones I want to do. I, my... I, just got Tekken 7 today that arrived in the post today so I'm going to uh, have a proper bash at that at some point so I'm, yeah I'm just playing those at the moment Killer Instinct is still a really good game even though it came, I mean, it came out a few years ago and they've, mm-hmm. I think they've just re- released a new character for it as well but the, again it's a good game for, for people on either Xbox or PC because the base game is free effectively and you have, a, you have I think one or two characters free and then one rotating so you know you, it's almost like a glorified demo effectively um, it's still really good I mean even if you're not really into your fighting games it's still quite an easy pick up and play it's, it looks really stylish um, it's I think well I know it is on the PC it's 60 FPS so mm. that fan club can uh, get excited about that the old 60 FPS crew and um yeah, it's like I said. I've just been getting into it, really. Just sort of just getting into that sort of scene. Like I said, I've got uh, an arcade stick, you know, so to take me back to the days in the in the arcades. And yeah, I'm just like I said, it's been really good. I'm like I said, I've been playing Injustice Two as well. Um, I never really played the first one, and I was pretty much going to ignore this one because it. it I thought it was going to be a bit gimmicky, just superheroes and a fighting game. But it is actually a very solid fighting game. And even again, even if you don't like fighting games, it's 
if you can I wouldn't buy it but it, for it but if you could borrow it or such like just to play the story mode on it you know mm. if you like your DC characters it's actually really good the story's mm. really you know is is really quite involved um, it's one of those where which quite a lot of them do now where this, the cutscenes flow straight into the fighting, you know, a bit like on the other Mortal Kombat games as well. So you sort of, rather than it just being a random cutscene and then a loading screen, you go straight into the fight, you know, but from the art, you know, from two characters having a, having a Barney mm. and arguing, you go straight into fighting it. And, um, and also the, it's quite solid because you've got the, the whole gear thing, you know, which, so it's all, it, you know, so you can, you get, boxes to unlock and it gives you gear and you can improve the look of your superheroes so you know it just gives it some longevity um you've got the multiverse which i find is quite interesting where you've got these sort of preset sort of series of fights and they've got and what's quite cool just to make it more interesting you've got sort of multi you've got um like a modifier of some sort and i think and the problem the only problem is with them it doesn't often really tell you in detail what they're going to be so you start fighting and then i know as i think i was batman or one of one of the characters and you jump in the air and he just takes an age to come down because then the, but then you realize there's like a gravity modifier on it so you're like ready ready jump and he goes like really super slow and then that time you can you know you're getting battered so it's uh yeah it's it's quite it's yeah so i think the fighting games have definitely made especially with Tekken 7 even though I've not really played it properly yet they are making a bit of a comeback for a lot of people um, I think they sort of had a bit of a lull for quite a few years and I think they're making a comeback because I think they've realised what they need to do to appeal to you know that sort of audience because you know I think like a lot of genres it's one of those one of those genres that you either like or you dislike you know you're either into them or you're not you know a bit like what we were saying about overwatch earlier mm. you either really like overwatch or it's like yeah it's not really my thing and mm. i think that they are sort of improving that i think they've realized that having a really tight um story mode having you know something where you can customize the characters and having you know solid online play i mean there was it was like a, there was an article i think came out the other day actually where the the guys behind street fire and the guys behind tekken are actually uh, are talking and swapping code with each other on how to get you know for a better connection so rather than being trying to be rivals about it they're like oh we've managed to you know do well with this you know here you go this is how we did it oh thanks very much which is quite mm. cool to have in this sort of day and age where everyone's like super competitive the fact that they're they're helping each other out and such like so mm-hmm. um so yeah, I've been that's cool. getting my fight on, and and this and, and again, it's just something that's great after you've had a hard day and then you've done a bit of decorating, mm. then uh, you know have a have a bit of a fight. So uh, yeah, it's been really good. Um, and the other game again, slightly similar. I've been playing Berserk: Band of the Hawk on the PS4, mm. mm-hmm. which is a I don't know if you if you guys have played it. It's basically a I suppose it's a bit like the, War- the Dynasty Warriors games, basically, mm. but in obviously Berserk. We, we pretty much have because Chris just put so many screenshots of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a, it's a funny one, really, because I mean, I'm 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 starting to get into Berserk from the the anime point of view. Um, I'm getting quite into it. I'm working my way through the second se- season at the moment, but the game itself. I must admit, isn't great in the sense that it's you can tell it's a bit boring you know in the sense that they, i know those sort of, again the samurai dynasty warrior games again are a, a certain appeal to certain people um they're a bit mindless and i think the problem is they've just put the berserk skin on it 
and sort of not really fleshed it out particularly well. So, I mean, I'm not that I'm not enjoying it. I'm finding it quite interesting, and also I'm learning a different story because I think it's I'm, my berserk knowledge is a bit limited. I'm sort of playing catch up on it, but I think it's the, the Golden Ark saga or something like that that you know which is different to the anime that i'm watching so i'm looking at it from a completely different angle so yeah it's it's a you know it's it's a nice looking game and it's again it's a good one to get your aggression out on Mm. um but it's a bit limited you know in the sense that the characters don't have that much going on they don't you know it, it is literally just pressing the same buttons you don't have that many attacks but you know it's it's good so basically everything i've been playing is just mindless violence really at the moment <laughs> Diablo Killer Instinct Berserk it's just yeah it's me switching off and killing things fair enough yes, but, I'm saving myself for Dragon Ball Z fighter oh that looks yeah that looks quite cool it does look phenomenal yeah. Yeah. I'm not even a that fan re- of that no. of Dragon Ball at all but that even I have to admit that does look really fun yeah see I, I love Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. well, and Dragon Ball Super so mm-hmm. yeah so that's right up my alley um, I don't. Know, did you? How, how does Injustice Two compare to the first one? Is it a good improvement, or is it much the same? Well, I, again, like I said, I haven't really played the first one, but it from what I've been from what I've read and seen, yeah, I think it's quite. It's it's obviously it's it's for pe- people that are familiar with the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's that same uh, sort of style. It it's it's done. For, it's it's really stylish. It's one of those games where. It, I think anyone can get into it. Really, I think it's a bit like you know, from a fighting game point of view, it's a bit like like Street Fighter Five, where it's a it's friendlier compared to some of the other uh, games. But I think that I mean graphic. I mean, if you see the, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you see any of the, the facial such like you know the features mm-hmm. of the, the is phenomenal. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of the best you'll ever see in in a game. You know, in, it's really out of place in in a, in a fighter, but it's very solid. I, I mean, I've played it online. The net code is really solid. So yeah, good um, overall as a package, it's really good because again, I think I find that with a lot of fighting games in the past, you buy them and you know you you bash out the story mode. You have a few games online and then you get a bit you know unless you're really into it from a competitive point of view you sort of put it aside they get a bit boring whereas i think the good thing in injustice because because you've got the 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 strong dc characters which i suppose if if you're into those you're or you're not but that that's one good plus but also the fact you've got the the gear you know so you've actually you know similar to diablo and destiny you know where you've got different colored tier um you know random gear that you can so you know so again you you've got the whole showing off element you know when you're playing online look at the gear i've got and and it actually you know it actually affects your character like the modifiers you know that adds like strength and defense to your you know and to your character etc um and actually as well you can unlock moves from it as well um not too many because i think that would have been a bit bit weird you know if they they sort of gated it Mm -hmm. but um but yeah you unlock new moves um and you've got like i said you've got the multiverse which is like i said that updates I think like every hour or so, you know, you've got, you know, depending on which, what time of day it is, but it keeps updating. And like I said, you've got, um, you know, like a gauntlet of people to fight with different modifiers. It's different, you know, you've got to have certain level characters because your characters level up. So, so it's all, you know, so it's quite RPG like really, mm-hmm. which again, I think just as a package just makes it quite, an, you know, I think for a fighter, it's, it's very 
it's a very good package. You know, I think just as a whole, it's not just a tacked on story with a couple of fighters. They properly fleshed it out and they're adding more characters. Like I think in the next couple of weeks, Sub-Zero is going to be in there from Mortal Kombat, you know? So yeah, you know, you know, you got to pay for it. It's all DLC, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think it's well worth it. Even if you're not really a fighting fan. Mm. Good. I'm liking it. Yeah. I played, um, tiny bit of injustice one and small bit of injustice two as well and i could say that the yeah the, to speak to matt's point the facial animations just look incredible the, the game in general looks absolutely stunning um yeah, i mean it's it's games like this i mean i like fighting games but not to like the same extent that you do so it's going to be really fun to actually when you do get this youtube channel set up is just actually sit there and and watch how you progress with it because there's no way i could ever do that sort of thing but it's incredible to to sit there and look at fighting games as they are now and to just know that they can look that amazing yet still depending on which one it is they can look that amazing yet still have the the whole frame counting thing and that's just that's incredible to me because you you would have generally thought that it's you know the focus might be on one but not necessarily the other even though that's not the case but you know it's just, it's, it's one of those sort of fascinating things where it's like they can make it look this good yet still keep this level of complexity in it as well and i just i'm a big fan of that so i do it's another one that i i'm gonna sort of dip in and out of i'm not gonna put too much sort of dedicated time into it but yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna sort of dip in and out of it just to do the, the story mode because i reckon the story mode it's is, worth is it quite fun yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's one of those. I think you could, you could bash it out probably about four or five hours. It's not a long time, mm. but you know, and that's on sort of normal difficulty. But it's it's worth it, you know, because it's it's an interesting story. It's worth seeing it for the cutscenes and such like. And and I think for me playing these sort of games, it's just I. It's just that like a lot of other games where you just like feeling like a badass, really. You know, <laughs> I think that's why why I want to do this almost like as a project because mm-hmm. I want to feel like that i want you know when i've seen videos of other people playing you know any any of these games that you can talk about where you know they're doing you know 20 hit combos and and you know and just the the way they they know it you know because i i I, again it's personal for me because i've I've got quite a big martial arts background myself so Mm -hmm. i've always been in that you know that's how i got into these sort of games and and so i i don't want to just be you know just a, a noob when it comes to i want to take it you know as mm-hmm. far as i can not necessarily competitive or maybe i don't know i haven't set any goals yet but i want to sort of see if i can get to that sort of level and you know and just sort of it almost explore the because because it, it's one of those sort of environments which is gets really complicated you know it's like a lot of things where you've got to learn all these you know it's a bit like people that play mmos where they've got all these terminologies and they that you know you, you know you talk about the tank the healer the dps and all the you know all these and then it goes to completely different layers and the same with fighting games where you're talking about zoning you're talking about neutral you're talking about footsies and all these sort of terms and i'm like i think i know what that means and i'm gonna explore it but not from a pro point of view i'm gonna explore mm-hmm. it from a, a newbie point of view and sort of see how it improves me and you know and it's almost like an experiment really so yeah, yeah cool that's mm. starting in due course so i'm looking mm, forward to that good yeah well i mean to to play off that and i don't know if you've actually heard of this before but um uh i do know if you heard of a podcast series called the contender 
Yeah, there, it was the it's Matt Lee's mate, isn't it? Um, yeah, Qu- Quentin Smith. Yeah, Quint, yeah, yeah, I read. Yeah. yeah, I listened to that. He, he he did it on Street Fighter Five when it had just mm. not long come out. It would be similar to that in a way, you know. Yeah. So I, I think he did about I don't know six, seven, eight episodes. Eight and episodes I listened to yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it would yeah. be similar to that, but mm. from a YouTube point of view, not a podcast point of view. So mm. yeah, sim- yeah, that's sort of yeah. the lines I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd uh, right. you would have already listened to it. Vader, have you listened to this at all? Uh, no, I, I I listened to their main podcast, and so mm. I would hear the updates through that. Um, it sounded like he was going in from a complete non-fighting game player. Yeah, yeah he pretty was, much. Yeah, yeah. He, he was basically just trying to go um, from not really knowing anything about Street Fighter to, um, I think, eventually wanted to be in like the top ten percent. Of the world, yeah, or online, yeah, yeah, yeah online. He had, a, he had a, a friend that was quite good at the game mm. as well, didn't he? Yeah, he had someone like sort of trained coach him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, wasn't yeah. sort of a pro player, but he was a you know a bit more than casual player. And yeah, and he sort of just you just saw him progress, and and you know, and he was talking about the psychology behind it. And again, that's what I, that's sort of where I'm heading with it. It's not gonna you know, it's sort of and and a bit of fun as well. I don't want it to be too serious, but it's almost like. Yeah, just how how do you get better? Can you get better? And what are you you know? Where, it's almost like trying to take shortcuts to a degree as well. Or can you take a shortcut? And yeah, it was it was really quite good. Listen, I listened to that about a year or two ago when it went because it was yeah, it's when uh, Street Fighter Five had come out, and it was really quite interesting because it, it didn't you know knowing what they talk about on their podcast and what he's into, I didn't think he'd be that sort of you know that would be his sort of thing really. You know, it was I was sort of sort of surprised when he. He brought that podcast, put that podcast out, but yeah. it it worked really well though, didn't it? From mm. a listening point of view, it was quite interesting, yeah. and I think it was quite good. Even if you didn't really, again, if you didn't really care that much about fighting games, it was quite interesting. Mm. You know, you could have picked any sort of game. It was quite interesting him sort of mm. going through the motions and such like. Yeah, and that's that's part of the reason why I like fighting games is because they can attract people who. Uh, is typically not their kind of their chosen genre to to get into, but they're intrigued enough by it to want to actually try and challenge themselves to see if they can hack it. Yeah, even if yeah, it's absolutely. for for the sake of like an eight part podcast series or whatever, it's just mm. the fact that it in, inspires that level of intrigue in them is should be celebrated in and of itself. Because um, I think that's just, that's really cool to have somebody who's not even into the games at all just try it and try and get into like a top percentage which is quite a task i imagine yeah because, absolutely like, there are people out there who are absolutely astonishing at those games so to well, have... that's the thing it's yeah i mean it it, it, it was there were, sorry to interrupt there was actually a a i think it was one of the guys at ign there was it was on it was only a two or three part uh video where they took one of the guy one of the run mill guys in their office who had just played a few fighting games here and now in the past but again was a complete casual at it and what they had what he had to do he was for sort of two three weeks he was here and there trained by an actual pro Tekken 7 player mm-hmm. and he had to try and convince some judges that he wasn't a newbie you know he like he, he they so what he did is he you know they, they went through the motions trained him the psychology the moves so mm. he saw the the sort of training bit and then three weeks later he entered a local tournament and him and i think three others were tested by the judges like they were they had to, they had to, like they had to answer 
like a couple of questions like if you did this what would you do next why would you do this you know mm-hmm. and, yeah and then they had to what he had to fight against a couple of them and then the judges had to pick which of the four they thought was the fake i.e. Mm-hmm. who would only just play in it a couple of weeks and he he didn't he he didn't get picked they thought one of the other guys was the, so he managed in three weeks he managed to convince some judges that that he was like a you know one of a guy that had been playing for years so mm. it was really it was quite interesting actually watching that yeah it's yeah, it can be done <laughs> that's fascinating to watch absolutely yeah. fascinating cool well I shall move on to my final game and then that will round us up I think but um, my final one is been a little bit of a peach um, so I've been saving this one for last specifically because <laughs> um, yeah I mean I don't have too much to say about this game because in all honesty I think this one kind of speaks for itself um, because it's well so widely known and so widely loved so I have actually managed to finally I apologise in advance of being extraordinarily late to the party on this one um, but I have finally played Shadow of the Colossus and you know what it's fucking brilliant It (laughs) it really is it's such an astonishing game. What I I don't want this to turn into a kind of uh, shouting match about the graphics of it because I did go back and play the PS2 version. I didn't want to hold out for the remake because although that does look good, I mean, so everyone said that they. I know that Jeremy wasn't too keen on it, and a couple of other people had expressed that um, some of the animations just didn't look right. I felt like I didn't have a place to say anything because I hadn't played the original so to sort of speak out about that wouldn't really sit right with me personally but I didn't want to wait for that remake because cult classics like this I want to go back and play the original first that's not to say that I'm not completely adverse to playing like a I don't know, a remastered or remade version because my first experience with Dark Souls 2 was when I played Scarlet but I don't feel that Dark Souls 2 has the cult following that Shadow of the Colossus does so I was willing to let that one slide but because this one has got such a cult following and people who love it really really love it I felt like I'd be doing the game and myself a disservice by actually playing the remake version without having gone back and experienced the original so there's no point in me sitting here saying oh it looks like shit because yeah you know what it does look like shit because <laughs> I'm playing it I'm playing an 11 year old game on a Playstation 2 on a 4k TV of course it's going to look crap <laughs> you know that is that's hardly a fitting or justified comment to make because it's obviously it's not going to look very good but what I will say is Despite it not looking very good, there are plenty of moments that really impressed me. Like a couple of vistas that you, where the camera just naturally just gradually pans out ever so slightly, just to give you that perfect view, so that you can just fully appreciate the scenery that it is offering you at that time. There's one where I can't remember what number Colossi was. I can't remember, but you go past some waterfalls and to just. I mean, obviously, I've seen better-looking waterfalls, but just to see that, and just because it's it's a game that is very much about its beauty and its majesty, and it's mm-hmm. got a world that isn't too filled up with I don't know 
just stuff to do or things to see. Yeah. It, it's, it's just very bare bones, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's quite a barren landscape, which is nice mm. because it just mm. it because it plays into the story of it being a forbidden land. So because of that, obviously there's going to be nothing around there. So it it really sort of manages to take that and help hone it into just the, the scenery and what the scenery has to offer. Um, yeah, but so just the way that the camera pans out and shows you certain vistas is just absolutely stunning. And I could easily imagine sort of in my head playing this back when it first came out. I just feeling my jaw hit the floor at seeing some of these moments because it is absolutely breathtaking. And so the fact that it can still hold that level of majesty now is, to me at least, quite impressive. And so that that was a, a thing that I really enjoyed, just sort of actually just traversing through the world. Because I'm not going to lie, I did get lost in this game quite a few times. <laughs> that is one thing I, I would say, is that the navigation in the game is infuriatingly bad. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so awful. The, the, just the amount of time it took me to find certain locations was just inexcusable, frankly. But once I did actually manage to find where it was I was going, I did manage to actually get there. The fights themselves were just incredible to take part in. And just the fact that I'm a big fan of um, like screen fitting bosses. You know, I like uh, you mm. know like all your your kaiju um, movies and stuff like that. You know, where there's like big, huge like screen fitting monsters and all that. So to see like all these um, all these screen fitting bosses is just absolutely incredible to just sort of have this because it does a fantastic job of dwarfing you as the character um and to the extent where it's just the way that the camera is when the fight actually naturally starts it's just you can only see just the probably about a third of the boss and that is just incredible mm-hmm. and you just look up and see this monstrosity of a thing above you and then trying to figure out um like how to actually get on it and whatnot and how to do all the various things that you need to do was just fantastic and so much fun to play um no number 13 in particular was my favorite that was such a good fight that fight i was physically exhausted after that fight because it took me an hour to do and then i knew what to do it was just doing it and it was always i mean i suppose you you guys probably remember it's the kind of the flying dragon like one that's got like the three um sacks underneath that you need to shoot yeah 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 that was a cool one yeah 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 that fight was just incredible is that the um, one over the lake? It's over a lake. Uh, this one is. No, no, it's the bird one. Yeah, yeah. Right. This this one's over a desert. Yeah, there was a bird one. There was over a lake. That one was pretty fun as well. I'm just standing on the platform and jump at the right time to grab hold of it. That was fantastic. Um, so this one was my favourite one because actually firing your arrows at these sacks and then it would come down low enough, but then you had to. Uh, on the horse keep your momentum going just keep yeah. it up keep it up keep it up until you reach the the wing and then you jump off at the right time and grab onto the wing and the amount of times i completely fucked it <laughs> completely and totally just screwed it up um and every time ah christ but 
although it was it was annoying it was only annoying because I had messed up it wasn't annoying because the, the fight itself was difficult it was annoying because I had messed up the timing or because I'd lost a tiny bit of momentum and gotten ahead of myself and that's you know I should have reeled it in and concentrated a bit more but just that fight was just incredible and it felt kind of like although it's not the same in terms of like actual moment to moment gameplay but it did feel uh, kind of like what I imagine a Monster Hunter fight to, to feel like yeah, where yeah. you know you have to figure out a certain strategy and then you have to execute that strategy it's not just hitting like the actual target it's just you have a, st- a strategy and then you can use that strategy to help you accomplish your goal and it's obviously Monster Hunter it's an entirely different breed of things so you can't compare them too much but just the the sheer scale of the monsters combined with the the scale of the fights to match them i felt was very well balanced and just really actually suited the game to the point where it was by the time i finished it although it i knew it was going to be a short game but it took me uh, about nine hours to to complete it and i was i was surprised that it it only took that long um but yeah, it just it didn't feel like there was that many bosses. Just because by the end of it, once I got used to the controls, it didn't really feel um, that long. Anyway, it just I was kind of just like absolutely plowing through it because uh, the controls were a little bit of a, a hurdle, just a tiny little bit. Um, but what was really odd about adjusting to the controls is I had to adjust to a control scheme that is essentially much simpler the control schemes we have nowadays because some mm. some of those buttons on that controller aren't even used for anything they're not even utilized <laughs> so it is quite a simplified and minimalistic control scheme and yet you know we've all played the games in this day and age that have got you know controls that involve certain combinations of things or um you know different you know, combinations of like buttons and triggers and whatnot. Or there's just there's so many different ways that we can implement control systems nowadays. That to just go back to a control system that was really bare bones for the time was just did throw me off for a little bit. But once I got used to it, there is not really anything wrong with the controls at all. They're weird, yeah, but they're certainly not broken. And I would not say to any stretch of the imagination that those controls are bad. Um, it's just obviously it would be easy to jump on that bandwagon now talking about it in 2017 <laughs> you know and looking back on it from like in a retrospective point of view but it's really not that difficult to get to grips with it's it's very simple it just it it has incredibly simple functions that just work um, and yeah the once once you've gotten used to it um so the i think the, the camera might be a bit off but just like in terms of how responsive it is because i'm so used to having cameras now that are you know pin sharp responsive so to have this not be quite so responsive that was more where the problem lies but that's not related to the actual control scheme itself so i can't use that to level any criticism at the controls mm-hmm. um yeah but so ultimately the camera did have its problems but didn't really stop me from doing that much in the game 
and ultimately gave me some of the best views in that game that I might not have seen otherwise. So yeah, I, yeah, so I can't really sort of say anything too bad against the camera either, just because yeah, it's not the best. But do you know what? At certain points where I was more focused on trying to actually find where I was going, it helped me just sort of stand there and appreciate where I was and just not seem to to just take a few seconds out and remind myself that it doesn't matter if you lost. This is a beautiful vista. Take a step back, enjoy it, and then, you know, once you've cleared your head a little bit, get back on the horse and away you go. And to just have that sort of thing just come, just crop up naturally without you having to actually sort of seek it out or anything was just, oh, it's just beautiful. It's such a fantastic game. Um, I did want to ask, is there multiple endings in this game? Because I... Um, I don't believe so. No. I don't think there is. I think there's... Uh, I could be wrong. I haven't played it for ages. But is there... Yeah, I think there's just one. Yeah, there's there one. one. Yeah, it's not a not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it, yeah. it, it did kind of make it seem like it, there could be another ending. Um, but I think that... I don't know. It just. I think that's again. That's because my 2017 brain has like trained me to think, you know, that you know. Oh well, if you would have done this, or if you would have gone out your way to to do these extra little things, then we would have had a different ending. Um, but it's, I mean, the, the ending is in and of itself was a satisfying ending, and it, did, it certainly mm. didn't feel cheated. Um, it just felt like kind of ending that could have gone a different way depending on. I don't know something that you could have done um, so yeah I, th I think the reading that there was sort of rumours about it that went around you know similar to your thinking where you know people were saying that well was there one you know like they, they got the vibe they could have been but there's nothing you know conclusive about it mm. yeah so, yeah yeah. it definitely give off, gives off the, the vibe that there could have been a separate ending if you would have just I know that I heard something to do with the lizards. I don't know what that is exactly. I was going to save that for when I played the remake and sort of focus more on the lizards. I don't know entirely what that's about, and I haven't. They just really... give you more stamina. Oh, they give them. you more stamina. Ah, oh, right, okay. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I'm with you now because there have been a couple of things that I've heard in in passing that. I think, well, how, how do I make that happen? But that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'm with How it, did but... you beat the game without getting more stamina then? I just yeah, rested. I was, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I just um, I just rested on, there were certain points on the Colossi where you can actually rest like on their shoulders or something. So that if you take a breather and then you, you go in and um, stab the marker once or twice and then you've if you can naturally find a way it's trial and error I mean I did that's not to say that I didn't fall off or I didn't lose my stamina a shitload of times because I did um, but <laughs> the trial and error of just trying to find a decent resting spot so that I could even if I could just get half of my stamina back it was enough for me to work with to at least progress slightly so yeah but I mean I didn't actually increase my stamina bar once it didn't, so that I didn't even know that that was how you did that until you just told me so yeah it's not really that big a challenge if you rest certain they have certain places well some of them do have certain places that you can just sort of take a breather out if you need to and then just sort of keep on your toes and then get ready to grab onto it if it does start to shake you off so 
Yeah, I wouldn't say that it was that difficult, to be fair. I found it very infuriating. <laughs> um, I did a, I did it all on camera though, um, mm. and I just went and found one one of my videos. Um, Jeremy watched it and commented, and yeah, I had like glitches and the Colossus like disappeared on me, mm. um, so like it just vanished from the the arena. <laughs> just didn't, um, and then I got stuck in a wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had lots of issues. I can see why it is good, and as, as you, everything you've said is is correct. Like a spectacular and visually, the Colossus eye, uh, mm. fantastic. But yeah, the the jankiness of the player movement I found infuriating. And that last yeah. boss, man, I I held on my whole stamina bar, and he did mm. not stop shaking like mm. three times. It took yeah. me like two hours for that last boss. Yeah, that fight was a bit of a, a pain. Um... There is a spot where you can rest, um, but uh, it's difficult just to actually because we're, once you're holding on to him and he's shaking around, and you're just you're trying to wait for him to stop so you can at least hit the marker. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Like getting there and actually holding on this entire time, it is a waste of time. So you want to hold out as long as you can um, to try and hit the marker, but yeah it was a bit of a pain to to do that one but i mean it it wasn't like infuriating or i wasn't ripping my hair out it's just it's i was yeah <laughs> watch the videos you'll see <laughs> oh yeah no i've i've seen them uh, believe me i've yeah. seen them but um yeah yeah You're more I'm, patient than me <laughs> no i'm really not mate i'm really really not um i mean see i might have been patient with this one but you should see me playing the surge jesus christ <laughs> so yeah yeah um yeah yeah but so that's that's basically all all i've got to say on that one um so just to confirm that a game that a load of people out there played 11 years ago funny enough it's still as incredible today as it was back then so you know that's why cult classics like this are are a thing is because they are truly wonderful pieces of art that you know even though they might age in terms of their aesthetic and you know in the actual graphics of it it doesn't make it any less of a beautiful thing and that's exactly what it was it was a beautiful thing and i'm very glad i've actually got around to playing it i have eco as well so i do plan on going through that at some point mm -hmm. um just to because i want to do like the entire trilogy if you want so eco shadow and uh last guardian i do want to do the entire trilogy um so that I can actually sort of tick this one off my list of series or like games that I feel I should play. Um, yeah, but so really enjoyed it. It's just as good as I expected it to be, and that will probably come as no surprise to absolutely anyone. So, <laughs> so yeah, but um, that will uh, round off that one. So unless there's anything other you chaps have to say, we can round this thing up. I think. What? just to go on with the Metal Gear Solid 5 talk it's like $18 on the PSN at the moment so that'd be like £10 Bargain. yeah heck yeah that's fine I, I, I paid £100 for that day one so <laughs> you got your money's worth oh yeah yeah I've got I've got about 128 hours out of it now so I've definitely got more even if yeah. pound an hour I've got my money's worth I hit um, yeah I hit about a about 100 hours I think 
it's easily done. You can just lose time in that game. There's so much stuff to do, but it's not map clogging stuff. It's just stuff that is contained in a menu and so doesn't make you feel so intimidated to do it. Um, oh, it's just so good. Such a good game. <laughs> oh, right, anyway, so we're all good to round up then? We'll just get out yep. of here? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okie dokie. Right then. Well, Matt, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to finally properly speak to you. <laughs> no, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, I love coming on here. So, no, really, thanks for the invite. Not at all, man. So, there is always a seat here. You're always welcome. Always welcome. Uh, would you care to tell the people who don't or might already not, well, might know, might not know, um, <laughs> where, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, well, you can find me personally on uh, Twitter generally at Ninja Badger Seven, the number seven. Um, podcast wise, um, I'm co-host with Dave and Cameron on uh, Monster Dear Monster, where we basically talk about the law, uh, about certain monsters. Uh, we're quite liberal with it, you know, so we could be monsters, aliens, kaiju, vampires, werewolves, all sorts really. Um, so we we generally do it on. Uh, either books games films you know make comparisons etc um as of this recording um in due course so the next sort of over the next couple of months we've got doom coming up we've Mm. got uh we're going to touch dead space uh we've got the thing we got the thing which i think you've expressed interest in josh oh yes um so uh yeah there's probably a few others i've forgotten but uh oh and also like i said earlier at the start of the episode that the castlevania uh, TV series as well, so yeah, we've got lot. You know, you know, we're always we're always looking for guests. Anyone that wants to, you know, feel that they want to chip in on a particular subject, where you know we're more than welcome. There's always room room at the inn for them. So um, yeah, and and like I said, uh, I can't give any details because I haven't decided on names and everything. But like I said, I will be doing that uh, YouTube channel around mm. uh, fighting games. But like I said, no no name as yet, so I can't give any details. <laughs> mm. Watch this space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Big Badger Bonanza. Big Badger Bonanza, that's what you can call it. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) It could be Big Badger Punch-Out Bonanza or something like that, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Vader, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, You don't want to. I (laughs) might. (laughs) Well, they might well Vader Van Oden. Yeah. VaderVanOden.com all my stuff's there fantastic and nice. you, you can find me on twitter at morbidbeard uh, you'll be able to find my um, PSN Xbox live you know so you can check out my awesome gamer tag um, but yeah so you can uh, find me on there in fact do add me on Xbox to so give me a reason to turn the thing on if you want in a while yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but so you can find my PSN my Xbox details on there uh, if you like us and you like the kind of show that we do um, please check us out at darkinsight.net there you'll find all the shows a list of all the guests that we've had on so far a list of all the hosts and a bit of a bit of fun little backstories for all of our personal profiles on there as well um if you can find us on itunes you can give us like a rating and a review and that if you could do that that'd be absolutely fantastic it really helps us climb the the ladder of uh, itunes which is quite a long ladder so any extra exposure we can get is always greatly appreciated um so for the time being i shall sign off and say see you later bye bye bye
Aisha. We've only just met. And I think you ought to know. I'm a murderer. Babies in blood. I have a portrait on my wall. He got out. Science runs with us. 
all sucks.